Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council. We are on a roll. We have been talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and we are back to discuss a little bit of episode four. Chapter is it episodes or chapters? Episodes, I think. It's episodes, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and episode five, which dropped today, Wednesday the 15th of June. So we are going to be focusing on that for the most part by touching what happened in episode four to catch everybody up with what's going on. But you can tell I'm not alone, clearly. Uh, my good buddy and brother in the force, Dave, is with me. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. Um, and to my digital left, Mr. Contrary himself, Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ellie. Roger, Roger. Or say Roger, Roger, Federer, Federer. Um, and I didn't introduce myself. My name's Alex. I forgot. <laughs> I'm so I'm so generous. I just want to welcome you two to the call. I completely forgot about myself. My name's Alex. I'm your host. It's good to be with you. Um, and yeah, so we're jumping into Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes for mostly five and for those of you that have listened to the previous episodes between us and Justin and we need to get Mera back on when she's back off of holiday but we've had mixed feelings is the best way to describe it I'd say with this particular season uh, season this particular um, show um, mainly mixed emotions mainly questionable emotions and kind of wondering what the hell is going on uh, for the most part so so let's jump into episode four where very quickly we know that Leia was obviously snatched from the tunnels we now see her being taken and interrogated by Reva um, was a bit what's the word I'm looking for I don't know that, that the scene with Reva interrogating it just felt all kinds of wrong because she's a kid now I know that's the point my old I peril. get it. She's a baddie, but yeah. Sorry, Dave. Go on. My old peril. <laughs> yeah, and it's like <clears throat> it, it wasn't the best interrogation. She's, you know, she's a ten-year-old kid. It really shouldn't be that hard to scare her. No, that sounds really horrible. But and just I don't know. It kind of felt like Reva was failing a little bit. You mean the um, sensitive user? interrogated the Force-sensitive kid and didn't realise <clears throat> yeah. that there was a Force-sensitive kid in front of her. Yes, I thought 100%. that as well. That was interesting. Yeah. Because uh, when we saw yeah. Kylo and Ray do it, he knew within seconds what she was. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And she even says, you're strong. Did she say you're strong-willed? Something str- like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, rather than strong in the Force. But if somebody is a... She, you know, Reva's not a Sith. She's not a Jedi. Well, she was a clearly, as we now know, she was a Padawan, which was kind of foreshadowed anyway. Um, <clears throat> but being strong with the Force, maybe she's not strong enough to detect it in others. I don't know. Like with Kylo Ren, he's clearly strong in the Force. Um, do you think that's a factor, or is it just something that they've completely glossed over and forgot about? Yeah, I think they've messed up. You would hope that an Inquisitor can detect force users. Otherwise, they're pretty pointless. Yeah, Yeah, if they're hunting Jedi, right? Yeah. I mean, she had no problem with Obi-Wan in the last episode. True. Yeah. And she had no problem with the Jedi that got killed in the first episode. Yes. So, 
now that was a bit different because he basically was holding his hand up <laughs> at one point and I thought mate you're giving yourself away here come on but then he was um, but, he was actively masking, I guess, up until that point. Whereas yeah. a ten-year-old kid who doesn't even know she's force-sensitive could never mask. True, true. And I do like Leia at that in that scene being a bit sassy for a ten-year-old, where she turns around and says, "I'm going to have to tell my father." We all, you said we were all on the same side, and I, I thought actually that's pretty cool. I thought it was quite funny actually. Um, I, I, think, was I think that's awful. <laughs> I think that's absolutely terrible. How did he survive as a senator? How did yeah, he become a I know, senator? I know. With that kind of dialogue oh. in front of a grand inquisitor who reports directly into Darth Vader. How how did that happen? I think that's a terrible, terrible bit of dialogue. So I'm sorry, Alex. I know why, and I can see why it would be good, but the canon implications for it is awful yep totally agree yeah totally agree the the empire would be all over bail organa now because they know uh, just just from this entire story for obi-wan to be able to know about leia being kidnapped for him to know and be able to trace where she's been taken implies that bail organa has to be able to contact him because there's no other way he would have found out and there's no other way he would have had the resources to be able to track the original kidnapping so you would think that the empire yeah exactly Mm -hmm. the empire would be all over him and trying to figure out how he contacted kenobi yeah yeah no that's that's very fair yeah i mean in the moment, it's pretty cool, but to your point, Ali, 100% make the implications of what it means from a canon, canonical, canonical, whatever the phrase is, perspective. Um, uh, but, I, but I think that's the problem with this entire series. We're, we're now nearly at the end. And I, think, and I think if you wrote it on a piece of paper, it might look all right, and as we, but, it, but it just doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work because of the implications that they've not thought about. Yeah, I... I... I was thinking about it. I was in work today. I was actually in the office, as the pair of you know. Um, but it meant I was driving to and from work, and it's a, it's about an hour's drive to the office for me. And it gave me a bit of a chance. I was on my own, and it was a bit of a chance just to have a, 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 a head sort of some of the things, some of the implications. And I think if this was purely a popcorn piece of sci-fi even star wars sci-fi i would say from a star wars perspective it's got the look of star wars it has the feel of star wars it's very good and i would say deborah chow has done a fantastic job of producing directing um even the acting within it to to pull it together to make it a a an immersive experience and i would say i was gonna say but that's for the casual viewer. The moment you get into knowing anything, sorry. (laughs) I was going to say for the benefit of our listeners, so we have a Skype call so we can all see each other and Ali is shaking his head, not necessarily, you know, strongly, but he's shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head, mate? I I think there is a a deep problem with this and and I, I can see why you're saying that, Dave. But I think... 
they've made a mistake trying to do this as episodes with a week in between. I think if they'd done a straight dump of all six episodes, it might have been received slightly better as well. Because we'll get into episode five. And whilst there's still the, the plot holes are massive, right? They're gaping, drive a truck through them. But it makes episode four a bit better. So if we've been having this discussion on Sunday, I would be going all in on this just to be super, Correct. super critical. And I think there's 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 a huge difference between something like The Mandalorian, which is clearly written to be released once every week, and this, which it's a low budget film, is what it is. You, I mean, it, you just took the words right. The scale, it's not on the scale that it needs to be. It's it's not yeah. like the the rendering is not right. The background is not right. The it, it feels too. I'm sure it was super expensive, but it feels cheap to me in lots of places because it should be a film. And we've said that lots. I know I keep saying that, but it should be a film. They've written it like a film, and then they've tried to just put yeah. handy little play, bits in place to chop it up, and it doesn't work. Just doesn't work. I mean, that's the thing, wasn't it? They originally said this was going to be a film. So you can see the skeleton of it being shaped like a movie, to your point, mate. Yeah. Um, you know. Can I jump on on that film point, though, Alex? Because it's another sure. problem with this. Is that film was meant to have, um, and you know how much I dislike him, but bloody Darth Maul was supposed to be the villain, not Darth mm-hmm. Vader. And that slight change has really, to my, in my view, really made this much worse. Well, it's funny because... Anyone but Vader. Because Vader can, is too big to be on that screen and that thing. Just doesn't well, work. I was going to say, you can you can imagine the conversation that they've gone through in, in Lucasfilm where they're sitting down and going, we need to make this the best thing. How exactly can we do it? Right, let's bring back the main guy from the original trilogy, the main villain. I know there's the Emperor, but ultimately it's Darth Vader. And his relationship with Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can, ima- <clears throat> Excuse me. you can imagine that eyes lit up when somebody said, let's bring in Darth Vader. Because on paper, it makes sense because it's him. The Wasn't that because of Ray Parks and his misbehaviour more than well, more the Darth Vader point? I think, they, I, think they, I think it was more to do with the actor misbehaving and they couldn't put him in the series. Well, rather than Rebels as well, though. Rather than... But it was... But it was after it was when the pre-production was happening that the stuff went wrong with him, and he it was with his ex-wife and stuff, wasn't it? That all the stuff came out in the comments, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do it, so they had to find a different villain. And when you stop and do that, well, who else is there? But then I would have had issues if the chosen wall because that just then. But I know that we're already discussing that this goes. Yeah, yeah, we're already saying that this goes against canon. But that would then butt up against rebels just as badly as this is butting up against. I think you don't need Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that fully. Uh, Within the the franchise, you would assume that the original trilogy is sacrosanct. Everything hangs off that. Nothing would exist without that. Yeah. Yeah, Clearly I'll give not. an example of what I mean by that, Dave. You know, with the Inquisitor in today's episode, when her lightsaber does the sort of fan maneuver. Yes, we'll call it. Aileen looked at me and said to me, "What the heck is this? I didn't know lightsabers could do that." Now, us three, we've been seeing that for donkey's years, as Alex yeah. would say. Yeah. We yeah. know that, but to most people, they'll never have seen that. Yeah, 
Although this is the second time we've seen that in in this show because it happened, I think episode two or episode, yeah, it must have been episode two when the inquis when the Grand Inquisitor who did die, who didn't die, who did die, um, was um, interrogating the thugs that Reeverd hired to to kidnap Leia in the first place. Yeah, and we'll get yeah, to that later. I hope. Yes. Some of that. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Ali, if you're, if you're a, I don't want to use the term super fan, hardcore fan, what you want to call it, but if you're into the law, like this. Well, yeah, you're not going to be the casual fan if you listen to us babble on about Star Wars for two hours. Or you have to be really into it or really bored. <laughs> you know. Um, no, I don't mean that, listeners. We love the fact you do listen to us. Let's be brutally honest. But you take my point. It's like. If you don't know it, you're not going to then see this and go. But simultaneously, the Grand Inquisitors, people are going to be like, what happened to the rule of two? You've now got six. <laughs> it's the rule of six. Um, but it's not. It's still the rule of two because you've got a, you've got the, uh, the Emperor and Vader. And it's like, well, yeah, but you've now got the seventh sister, which means there's seven of them, plus Vader, plus Emperor. That means there's nine. It's like, well, hold on, is it the rule of nine? You know, but if I you're think not used to it, that's a bit sketchy. You're right because they haven't explained that. I do agree. I yeah. That's a bit difficult because what is the difference between that? What is that step that takes you from being inquisitor to Sith? Yeah. Well, what yeah. is it that it's not? It's not been explained. Yeah, no. So I agree with and you. It, so I think I think I think it I lacks even, that kind of detail. I don't even think that's described in um. In Rebels, either. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. Because no. it's um, still, we know the, the the aspect, the concept of rule of two is that the the apprentice will basically kill the master to take their place, and then they get their own apprentice. And then the idea is that they supersede them by killing them, and they become the leader. Love it. It's been like that since Darth Bane invented it. Yeah, but it hasn't been described. It hasn't been articulated on screen where the inquisitors come from no it's just that they're there if you know they're there to your point ali we know they're there because we've seen them in rebels and we understand what they're there to do and, and what they do etc etc yeah but for the casual fan they've probably gone oh well, there, there's another sith with a red lightsaber that means they're a sith lord where well, we know they're not but you know it's, it's not it's not been explained that well well, I, I would say that's slightly patchy anyway, because the the rule of two, I don't think that's ever mentioned by Darth Play, uh, Darth Sidious. It's mentioned by Yoda mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace. Always, Always two, two there, there are. are. Yeah. Um, and but, in Clone Wars, the series. Yes, yes, but the original mention was in Attack of the uh, um, Phantom Menace. But I'm just thinking, even that, you could argue, how would Yoda know that there's only ever two Sith? Because Darth Bane brought that in so that the Sith could go into hiding to avoid scrutiny mm-hmm. by the Jedi. Because prior to that, there was armies of Sith. Well, yeah, and was it Yoda that said that they've been they've not been around for a thousand years or whatever it is? So. Yeah. Hold on how, a would, how would he know that there's a rule of two knocking yeah. about? Uh, yeah, and the they, guy, they, they, the guy who, well, yeah, the guy so who actually invented books that Luke has. Yeah, yeah, but those books would never have existed, surely, at this point. Or if they did exist, they wouldn't necessarily have known about the Sith because the idea of 
right, again, we're, we're digressing here, going into, into history, I guess. But, but, and we, but I just do want to jump, because it is relevant yeah. in times that point. The whole Reva arc is very odd now, in my view. Yes. That, because the fact that she is a... Do you mind if we jump around episodes here? No, do it. Yeah, okay. do it. So we have someone who survived Order 66 yep. by pretending she was asleep on the floor she was that dead. somehow she was ends up as an Inquisitor. Yeah. But but it's the fact that Anakin what never... What a jump is that? Never, yeah. Anakin never realised that it was a child feigning death. That that felt weird. But also it brings well, on to the Grogu thing as well. Because you start to really think, how did he survive this? Because hmm. I was okay to say someone saved him until this point. I don't see how that's happened. Well, it's 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 a funny one because Vader says something, doesn't he, at that point where he's he turns around and says something on the lines of, I I I understood who you were. I've always known, or something to that. Yeah. Paraphrase. Says Younglin. Um, yeah, he knew she was a younglin, and then all, all of a sudden, the way that he impales her with a lightsaber, which we need to get onto the fact that you you basically don't die when you get stabbed by a lightsaber anymore. But unless, that's the point. Unless you're Qui-Gon Jinn. Well, yeah, unless you're Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, it's like... Or Darth when, uh, Well... Which time? He, he survived. Well, well he, he survived he's died, being... He's died times, uh, I was going to say, he survived being s- s- split down the middle, but for some reason dies from being impaled. Mental. It's, it's mental. It's, so bad. Where was I going with that? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. When 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 Vader kills her, right? Well, but she's we not dead. Kills her, but she's not dead anyway. When he stabs her with the lightsaber, right? It's like a flashback to her being stabbed by Anakin in the Jedi Council. Uh, and in yeah, so, I, that was weird. I so did she get? Is it? So did this she get stabbed is, by well, Anakin? I can. That's it. Out. Yeah. I can that, work out. Because Thank I've, you. I've watched it twice now, Alex, and I because right. I wanted to watch that. Because when I watched it this morning, I was like, "But she just said she played dead, and you see her pretending dead, and then the next minute you see Anakin standing over her with the blue with light, the blue light stabbing her." Yeah, and I was like, "What so, is this?" I was going to bring that up later, like really bad cinematography. It makes no sense. Well, maybe she. Did. I actually think there is a lot of bad yeah. cinematography. Well, do, maybe she was struck down by. Anakin Vader at the time, and maybe she did feign death. But she but, played dead. She touched. She said, and we saw that as well. We've seen two ways of it in so the episode. Yeah, but hold on a sec. So she's been empowered by Anakin, survived, Twice. became a well. Yeah, she well the first time she was a youngling. Then all of a sudden she survived, got healthy, became a, a grand an inquisitor, the third sister, whatever she was. Being empowered again by the same guy, and then she's still alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like, hold on a minute. Also, a cat, got, a cat has nine lives, yeah. and, but also, is obviously awful with a lightsaber. <laughs> but but she but she's not only survived that. Okay, she survived him three times. If you count the fact in the episode four that she survived him force choking, choking her, like yeah, force choking, like with this guy. Showing this guy's not evil. He's the nicest, nicest Sith we've ever met. He lets everyone survive. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Obi- but then, but then we, yeah, but we don't worry, we, Empire. You go. You're a Inquisitor. Him... You can survive. Don't worry. I don't need to see you die. How ridiculous! We've seen him force choke before, though, and not yeah. kill. It, twice, twice in two episodes, he's down. Let her go. Yeah, but I the mean, first, the, the is, first you... time she. 
It, if she anyone redeemed knows, herself. If anyone knows think, you're not dead until you're dead, it's that man. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, do you think that he was of the kind of opinion that the way he left her today, yeah, it, no. she's she's dead. No. Yeah. Or so I, I I genuinely thought that, and the way, especially way that as we saw the Grand Inquisitor turn back up again, but we'll get to that in a minute. Even he says something on the lines of. You're, we're returning you back to the gutter, and I'm like, that's her dying. That was my interpretation that they literally left her for dead, thinking she was going to die. Which, yeah, judging by the way it ended, it clearly alludes to the fact that she's not dead. So hang yes. on, hang on. The Grand Inquisitor, who himself again impaled by a yeah, light, yeah, by a lightsaber, <laughs> just before looks at someone who has the exact same thing happen to them and goes, "Do you know what? We'll just leave her. She's definitely going to die. Don't worry about." It. <laughs> I mean, he even Wait, says, doesn't he, revenge, revenge is a way to Vader. keep alive or something. Vader! Vader! No! No! The, yeah. the, the irony in that scene, though, is that when you look at the way he was absolutely brutal with holding the ship with the Force, yeah. taking it apart with the Force, that is I some like that. serious... Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and that was a massive callback to um, the Force Unleashed. And I, yeah. and I, 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 I was proper fanboying at that point in time um and to see him go from that position of power anger menace destruction to giving her a bit of a jab and then walking on and i'm like it's i know it's for the story yada 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 and i'm I'm literally shouting at the screen killer i literally shouted killer he's got to kill her especially when he's holding the two lightsabers separately. And I thought we was going to get another Count Dooku moment, chopping her head off. Yes. Did we? No, we didn't. Should we? Absolutely. We should have done. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Grand Inquisitor, who he, who she thought had killed. Maybe he yeah. might have thought. Mm. Keep the grace. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge Very is the best. weird. It's just, but yeah. that's the problem with this. Like we will get into all the positives soon, but <laughs> as a story, this is truly awful. Yes. And I, I was going to say, that's where I was going with it. I, I feel that the overall, it feels like Star Wars to me. It's got the right vibes to it for Star Wars. And I would say that if you were a, if you were less invested in the overall continuity of the movies, I think you could sit through this and really enjoy it. And, and you would overlook the plot holes and i think we we have done that in other movies other star wars movies where we've got on the bus we've used the term before we've got on the bus we've enjoyed the ride and you're prepared to overlook some of the plot holes the issue that we've got in this is there's too many plot holes and more importantly sometimes it's rubbing so badly against established canon Mm-hmm. And so you can't enjoy the bus ride, <laughs> even though not, there's some great scenery out the window every now and again. It's it's not just the fact that it's established canon and you're 100 percent right. It's the OT. Yes. It's like you know, Dave, you referenced it the other day in our chat. It's the bloody source material. It's like it if there wasn't these would three films, yeah. Yeah. we wouldn't have this. Now, when you think of it like that, you start getting a bit teary and be like, yeah, I love Star Wars. But it's it's still it's it's a valid point in that you can't go against where you have you can't forget where you come from ultimately. 
Um, your, your roots are these three films and some of the stuff they have done in this series in particular, some of it might get rewritten or re, re, readdressed, but it feels like they're just chinking away at the armour of the OT. And I'm like, come on. It's, it's an established bloody law. It's there for a reason and they decide to change it um, yes. or reinterpret it. You know, and I've seen, uh, I'm going off on one here, apologies, but I've seen people like, the way I interpreted today's episode, again, jumping around, I know we have been, but Anakin and Obi-Wan in their flashbacks, right? I really enjoyed the flashbacks and it mimicked the real life situation that we were in where Obi-Wan said to Anakin, your, 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 your rashness to better me to prove that you're better than me will be your downfall and that's why you're always going to be a padawan yeah. versus in the real world same scenario anakin gan or vader i should say gan head first completely irrational just to prove he is better than obi-wan so at that point in time he is still technically a padawan in that turn of phrase which makes the scene in a new hope where he turns around and says last i saw you you were the master now i'm the master that kind of now in my opinion, holds slightly more true because if this is the last time they see each other, but it's not the last time, is it? Let me finish. Let me finish. It might be. It might be. We we need to see what goes on in in the last. But the the event, but the event of the last two episodes ago happens after that. That meeting in their head, so it can't be. No, no. I think what Alex means that they they didn't necessarily come face to face in this show, but they still met. From a from a they sparred and it was Obi Wan as the master still proving that he was more mature, he was more in control, he was still the master of the situation. Yeah, Vader again. Yes. So 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 Vader is still the learner because he was irrational. And yeah. Obi Wan said to him, "The fact that you do That's this, not right. Right. what like, do you mean it's not right? Because because Vader literally says to Reva, you thought I didn't know you were doing this.'" He knew what was happening the whole time. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he let. Obi-Wan he knew the whole away. time that yeah. that he was that she was being used by Obi Wan. He but, knew it because he'd well, learned. He learned. Yeah, he knew that, but he still went for the wrong ship. He went he for st- the wrong he, ship, though. He went yeah. for the wrong ship. He clawed the wrong ship out of the sky. He was and still he, expecting to come yeah. across Obi Wan and find Obi Wan. Obi Wan still used the situation to escape. He, he used Reaver to his advantage, no, even though he didn't have a blade. Like the last time they had a fight, they absolutely wiped the floor. No, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, no, no, when no, last I totally agree. Met, I was but the student. That is the line. Yeah, and judging so, by where this has been set up for a final fight, I might be wrong that there isn't a second fight. I don't think there I, is. I, I think I that's it. Hope no. they don't. I don't think there is. I don't. No. I hope they. I hope they don't because. It then because if they do it, then re-impacts that line in a new hope. Yeah. Whereas if it finishes the way it is today, that Anakin was Vader was bettered by Obi Wan because he got away. Yes, I'm not. I'm slightly more accepting, for want of a better word, of the way they've interpreted that phrase. Because after the episode today, Obi Wan he bettered him. He he yeah. escaped. Yeah. He played on his. He knew him and he played on his intention of how he would know he would behave. 
the rush so the aggression. And Vader was still the padded one in that yeah. interpretation yeah. of that flashback and the phrase yeah. in the conversation. Okay, okay. I, 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 I would agree. With, no, I, I would I would agree with that. I, I can for various I, things. Like I, I, okay, I how did he escape back into that tunnel when that when she had him? Well, she, you saw him beat she, up she the two kept in there and Vader pops down, the guy's dead. Yeah. So, like, so he, like, he beat like up the two stormtroopers so and escaped. Like, don't you, excuse it. It's well, but that's that's two different things. You, you're you're um, conflating two different. No, I'm not. The last thing. Yeah. You, you are. You are. Just just yeah. Just let me finish. Not. Just just let me finish. You are. You're conflating two things. No, if you, you're going to say that, then at least let me reply. Well, let well let me explain why. Well, then I'm don't saying, say that I'm conflating things. When well, I'm, let me let me explain why I'm saying that, and then and then no 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 what? Let me explain why, why so I'm saying you're conflating it, and then you oh. can tell me that I'm wrong. At least at least let me explain why I'm saying you're doing yeah. it for you to then tell me. So so I'm thinking that you're you, you see what Alex and myself are both saying is that in our opinion. We think that Obi-Wan used the situation, used his understanding of Vader, used his understanding of, of Anakin previously, and the fact that Anakin would be rash, he would be aggressive, he would go for the mm-hmm. bullish response. So Obi-Wan read the situation and has used that situation to his own benefit. That's one thing. And I think that that sort of circumvents the issues that we had and the line when last we met i was but the student now i am the mm-hmm. master but the other thing that i'm agreeing with you on this bit ali is that it's a very poor bit of story writing that obi-wan was sent back into the into the building with two stormtroopers as guards and it was a very pathetic way for him to then break his bounds and escape that was just poor storytelling and i would i would say the reason i'm saying that you're conflating it is that you're putting the two things together and saying, well, that's one one plot contrivance. But for me, they're two different plot contrivances. One of them that did work, and one of them that I agree with you, Ali, just didn't work. I, I mm-hmm. don't think that escape is a victory. I don't see it like that. I would love to know how we didn't find it. His daughter was on that bloody thing as well. Well, I'd love to know that. Well, if if we're going down, if the you're that way. close and you can't censor, that's interesting. We met her and never sensed her, though, when she was an adult. Well, yeah, in a, in a New Hope, he came literally face-to-face with her. Yeah. And he still didn't know she was his daughter. No. He never tried mind-probing her, like Reva, who did mind-probe her and still managed to not figure out that she was full-sensitive. And, and let's be brutally honest, he it's not as blatant as Luke, who still has his surname. Whereas yeah. with Leia, he's an Organa. It's like, come on now, let's get serious. But, well, I've, I've, well, I've got an issue with that. She's a princess. She's a bit of a tomboy. We'll all agree with that. She likes climbing trees. However, when was she taught um, industrial scale electronics to know how to make a gate work? Well, <laughs> which part of the princess <laughs> training in the this future senatorial training tells you how to hotwire a gate. I mean, <laughs> considering she she knows all the name of spaceships and stuff like that, as we saw in the first episode, you'd like to think she's got a brain on her of some well, description. I, well, I I know plenty of World War Two aircraft. I know what a Messerschmitt looks like. I know what a Spitfire looks like. However, if someone was to ask me to to mess around with the internal wiring of a Spitfire, hmm. 
All right, how did Anakin learn how to make free PO in Phantom Menace? He worked in an odd shop with what's his face, Watto. How was he going to learn? It's like he was messing around getting... with that junk from an early building. age. How do you know Leia? How do you know Leia's not messing around with Lola? How do you know Leia princess. didn't learn how to build Lola? She's a princess. So, so. No, that was she was poking around and doing doing adult grade electrical rewiring. Yeah, I mean, in that. You can't you can't have beef with that because you don't know how that was positioned as a kid. You like there are smart kids in this planet, right? That that just know how to do things. Like I've never done a Rubik's cube, but I know like the the, the youngest kids who ever do a Rubik's cube is like five. How do they learn that? They just have a knack for it. Maybe she just has a knack for it. You can't complain about that because that's, you don't know she yeah. might have had training on. That's more about spatial awareness and being able to map things in your in your head. That's that's more about a way of actually thinking, as opposed to honest, understanding how scene, how engineering electrical engineering works. She technically actually never did anything. It was Lola that did it. Well, why send her in the first place? Oh yeah, just go prod around inside that. Yeah, in, yeah, prod it's, around it's inside that cupboard up there. I agree. It's a, poor, there's a lot it's of a live electrics. Yeah. You might. Who, who's the smallest person here? Princess Leia. Well, like, you probably find there are other smaller people in that place anyway. But that's that's besides the point. Um, she's the hero, technically. Yeah, she is. But again, we're, we're kind of jumping around. Let's quickly touch on Leia. Just one more point, if we could. In episode four, this really got me. And I both laughed and cringed in equal measure when finally Obi-Wan finds her and they escape and he hides her underneath her jacket. Oh. Could you be any more <laughs> basic in your storytelling way to get... I mean, what I was literally... I shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did. And it wasn't laughing because it was intentionally funny. I was laughing because it was so bad. Yeah. I'm like... I've I, stick that in a Benny Hill sketch yeah. and you're good. You know, Frank Spencer, fine. They're, they're British comedians. For those of you who've got no idea who you are from an international audience listeners. But in that, I was literally cringing so hard because this is yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And know, at that point, I, the entire base was on high alert as well because they knew they had an intruder. The stormtroopers yeah. would be looking for anomalies. <laughs> I, I thought this yeah. episode, the last one, was a lot better because she was in it less. I think I, because, yeah, the, partly because this is the third series in a row that they've now gone down this adult protector of child route. Yeah. And it's very difficult to do anything interesting with that now. Because they've done it in Mandalorian, well, three mm-hmm. seasons of it. No, I'm counting Book of Boba. We've had the Bad Batch had it. Yeah. We had Rebels had it. Yeah. And now we've got this. So it's very, it's very samey. And and the problem with episode four was, was that it was basically the same as episode three. Leia's in a bad position. Obi-Wan has to save her. So Correct. I quite liked in this episode the fact there was less of her because it took away that plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. This was more about Kenobi, which was good. Yeah. 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 And that's, there's a theme emerging here because when you think the book of Boba Fett, there were parts of it where he wasn't in it. And it was like, like, there was two episodes of The Mandalorian, let's be brutally honest, in the book of Boba Fett. And you're like, hold on, I've got six episodes of the book of Boba Fett and only four have got him in it. Same with this. This is the story about Obi Wan Kenobi, but for a couple of episodes, it's about Reva and one of them, it's about Leia. And I'm like, hold on, I didn't sign up for this. 
Do you know, I was going to ask you about that, actually, because I, I was thinking about, you know, how after the sequel trilogy, how they kind of messed up because they didn't think the original characters could ha- could carry a trilogy and they brought new people in when they could have done a perfectly good trilogy on the original characters. They decided not to. And then I thought in The Mandalorian, they kind of worked out that that was a bit of a mistake because the way they brought Luke back and they brought Luke back as, you know, amazing. And I thought it was brilliant the way they handled it. And even in Book of Boba Fett, I thought that version of Luke was awesome as well. But I feel like in this series, they've gone back to that odd that odd sort of storytelling narrative that they have of the story to your point is about Leia a lot of the time or it's about Reva or it's about it's not focusing on the character that it's meant to and it loses something in that I I, I think mm. no I, and I agree because I, I thought they got away from that I thought they'd learned <laughs> their lesson yeah whereas to Dave's point today's episode was more around Obi-Wan and his relationship with Anakin stroke Vader, which is what we kind of expected in this whole show, let alone get into yeah. episode five before we actually got it. Um, and I, and <laughs> I don't know if I'm jumping in too far here, but I, I had one, one thing that really annoyed me was that Anakin, uh, sorry, Hayden Christensen, they, they could have de-aged him for crying out loud. I was going to bring that up as well. I, yeah. Sorry. I, got <sighs> better. I thought if you can manage to do it in the Mandalorian, you should be doing it. Yeah. Him in. Anakin yeah. Skywalker, like one of the main main guys of Star Wars, and, you and can I thought the Luke Skywalker, yeah. Odd. And I think, I think, I think as well, it's a really clean world that bit of Star Wars, a bit like yeah. we had in the sequel uh, prequel trilogy. So yeah. I know a lot of people yeah. didn't like clean and fresh, but because yeah. it's not got the money behind it, it's not the same quality. Like the 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 f- scenes twenty years ago were better than that. It feels a bit like again for those people who are listening to us on a podcast, we've we've gone for this quirky idea on our Skype call where we're all sat looking like we're sat at a, a, a council table, and it does look like that. <laughs> That's the backdrop. Yeah, it's the backdrop. We just need a little tower in the middle, and we're we're, we're pretty yeah. much there. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It, that that. that. I, I must admit that a couple of things with that particular. I I, li- I enjoyed the exchange yeah. between Anakin and Obi Wan, yeah. and it was good to see Hayden Christensen, the ponytail, the braid. I thought that was I I thought that was a great throwback. And then they zoomed in on his face. And I'm like I can see his wrinkles. Yeah, I, d- I honestly don't know why they did I that. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I thought it was really, he's clearly not 19. The other the other thing which I'd like to like kind of ask you guys is is that the beginning of this. Bear in mind, we've got one episode left, so there's and there's a lot to round up. So I'm not sure we'll see too many more flashbacks. If you told me Hayden Christensen was involved in a series, I would not have believed that would be the only time we would have seen him as Anakin Skywalker. With everything they could have done, that's the only time they showed him. I really be. think that's a huge waste of a character actor because we know he's not in the suit most of the time. We know that that stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah. He's, so in the, he's in the back. Really weird. Yeah. Really weird. I mean, I think if you're bringing him back and you're giving him the kind of, you know, they gave him a big introduction. There was a lot of press about him, wasn't there? Yeah. And then they gave him sort of that. To only have that one scene, I think is a bit sort of, they have the huge expanded Clone Wars that didn't exist last time you played that character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and that's the, I, I think it's a good scene, but that's the one thing they've done. I, I well, kind of feel like that's just bad choices. They, that ties more into the movies than into the cartoons. Yeah. 
the only, the only link between that is obviously where they did the throwback to all the 66 and it is him killing the youngling. That, that, but even yeah. into your point though, he's got his hood up. You can barely see it. You know it is him, but you clearly you're not making the most of him. You, well, you're not seeing him and Obi-Wan together neither, which yeah. is really what people... When you when you hear that Anakin's back, you want to see him and Lopi one interacting. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, dare I say, I love it if Ahsoka popped up and they did a flashback with him and Ahsoka. I thought that'd be great. But anyway, yeah. or even you know, like when what to that Ahsoka fight where his mask got hit yeah, by the lightsaber. Right. Yeah. Something like that. When if you know yeah. if they were going to have a big confrontation, which mm. to yeah. be honest, that confrontation if that is the only one, yeah, it's pretty awful. Now looking back at it, if that is it, that yeah. you should have done better with that Lucas film. What, yeah. what did what did Kathleen Kennedy call it? The rematch of the so century. The century. Yeah, yeah, that's not now, the rematch of the century. Now, I mean, that's true. Vader absolutely butchered him. Let's be brutally honest. He kind of he just he, yeah. he, he, <laughs> but dragged him he, through hot coals. <laughs> quite literally, yeah. yeah, yeah, and not even metaphorically speaking. Um, yeah. But it still wasn't. I, I didn't want the rematch in the first place, so mm-hmm. that but that's besides the point. Um, I just think that there's so much missed opportunity holistically about this this this, this season. Um, and even if we jump back to try and wrap up the fourth episode, really, really strange decisions like the the speeders coming in at the end, right? Oh, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Because I thought it's a good to get, you know, the rebellions coming in, they're saving the day. But I've got two main issues with those particular scenes. Well, three, actually. Number one, they were coming in hot so quick and came straight into that thing that uh, they must have had these ridiculous handbrakes to stop them from going into the wall because they were air coming brakes. in super hot. Airbrakes. Snow speed and lunch speed have hit airbrakes. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm, yeah, no, right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fine. The second one, how many people can they get in the back of a bloody snowspeeder? Yes. It sounds like a joke. <laughs> like when you go to the circus and you see a, like 10 clowns getting out the back of a mini, yeah. I'm like, how many people can you fit into the back of a speeder? And then the third one, when the speeder's coming face to face with Reva, it's not even moving her, it's not even connecting with her. How on earth is that? It's gonna sound really horrible. That pilot deserves to blow up because of his inept ability to connect any shot on her i'm like you're 10 feet away from this inquisitor's face in a spaceship and and she's not even moving i'm like oh and again that that was slightly dodgy cgi in that as well that was very dodgy cgi but also they killed someone that no one cared about like do you remember before book of boba fett they said oh you are gonna love this new character who was one of the mods I think yeah. sometimes they think we're just going to love anything they chuck at us and think, oh, wow, that guy deserves an action figure because that's what happened 40 years ago. Yeah. But it's not it's not the same world. And, like, it's just, okay, who cares? He died. Whatever. It's like who, yeah, who, it lacks right? emotional depth, that scene where it could mean yeah. something. And yeah. I don't know why yeah, he was a they do that. And... Why do they do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah just not interested. Um... So... Was there anything else in particular about the fourth episode? I, I, I like the tomb. Did you? Yeah. 
But this raises another question for me, and this is something <laughs> I'm interested uh, in this. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is something which I mentioned to Alex on a WhatsApp chat. I forgot about this. Yeah, but go on, Dave. Yeah, this is a great point. I know exactly where you can. Go on. So um following Order 66, it appears that the Sith or the Inquisitors, because it was pre-the Inquisitors, so let's say the Sith, have started collecting the bodies of Jedi and started preserving them in amber or in some form of stasis ability so if the sith have been doing this why has the empire been hunting grogu for his dna they had the dna from pretty much every jedi that they stuck into their little mausoleum yeah i thought that was weird yeah i i mean a couple of things with that scene in particular one is that well you, but if you can still take the DNA from them, whether they're no, dead no, but or that's alive. What I mean. Are they even dead? Yeah. Like, well, they're, clear, they're clearly not aged. Yeah. Because you've got the youngling who's still wearing his helmet for yes. some odd reason. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I know what they've done that is so you can identify who he is. But I'm like, come on, yeah. if you're going to put a kid in bloody stasis, take the bloody helmet off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like literally, really literally what he looked like the moment he was like, impaled by Vader. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, look, if you're going to do that, do that. But I think my only thought process around it is that this is obviously set 15 years before The Mandalorian when Grogu was sought after. Yeah. So unless something happens to inquisitorium or whatever the hell the name is of that tower which is utterly ridiculous um then that's probably why they've gone after him because he they, they they probably think he's the last one clearly he's not um, well, they, they would have had 20 years to harvest dna and store yeah, dna and I, be put be putting the dna in a bank somewhere yeah. so yeah. that they've got it just in case or giving it to palpatine because he's still alive but, exactly. but that's obviously what I was going to say, because that's obviously what this is about, isn't mm. it? It's about a plot line that was in the Rise of Skywalker book that hardly anyone's yes. read. Yes, correct. And so, like, you and I, we all know what this is about. This is about everlasting life and what happens and cloning and things like that. And, yeah. okay, I think Mandalorian has explained that it's about cloning. Yeah. But it's still really weird that this is all about a plot that hasn't been revealed, but it's in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really odd. It's a, it's somehow, that storytelling thing. If they just put that in that film, yeah, agree. You'd be like, yeah. oh, all right, but but you still yeah, have the same yeah, questions. You'd still have the same questions, but at least you might think, oh, okay, what I can see why they're harvesting. Instead, you're like, because yeah. we don't know if they're dead, which means like, what is there another fifty Jedi alive? Oh, I, I think there's well, hundreds of Jedi alive and now. Then what happens? <laughs> but what I mean is, it's like, say when the Empire come, if they are alive, right, and when the Empire ends in ten years' time. Were they released? We're 10 years away from the Empire ending, aren't we? Give or yeah. take. 12, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, but yeah. Like, but like... Uh, 14. Is it 14, right? Okay, but if they're in stasis, they're not aging, to your point, Alex. Unless they're mm. dead already. Like, are they what? Just, it's in just which case, why do you store silly. them in stasis? Just well, it's, it, it, do you know what... Do you know what I, particularly this week, it reminded me of Jurassic Park. Yeah. They found the mosquito in the little sapling, and that's yeah. what they've got with this Jedi. All the Jedis are Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to splice them together and get a duck bill yeah. platypus. Yeah, they're going to create a, um, an, a, a mephrodite frog uh, to create a Jedi. Um, but, yeah, that, that, 
that I forgot about the tomb. Thank you, Dave. I, yeah, that, that that was an interesting scene and. But I, I yeah, but I the... quite liked it. I just don't like mm. the fact that it impacts yeah. other stories Agreed. and makes other stories plot lines a little bit weaker for it. Totally but, agree. But it, it sort of again going back to what you were saying about um, Force Unleashed, um, and also the Kyle Katarn games. Um, I can't remember what they were called now. Um, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Outcast. Yeah, Jedi Outcast. Yeah. And again, you you had them lurking around and investigating these Sith Empire facilities that were secret labs and doing secret bits of work. And I quite like that because that that it it ties back to mm. games that are now what 15, 10, 15, 20 year old. And I quite like that. Yeah. It- it's, but it's not like modern day Lucasfilm to take inspiration of the EU and bring it into canon, is it? So, no, um, no. The, the, the one, the one other thing I wanted to quickly discuss about Episode Four before we leave it, and Dave, we again we had another conversation about this, but about bemused both of us. Why did they put a tracker on yes. Lola? I was going to bring when, when at one point it looked like I don't know what what Reva was doing to layer in that machine or what that machine was going to do to layer was it going to poke her eyes out or something but the way it was positioned was that she was going to be there she was going to be tortured and she wasn't going to be anything after that no so she was never going to go back to her dad was she correct why on earth did they put a tracker on that's incredibly convenient yeah. on lola when she escaped Come yeah, on. Alex, it changes the flipping thing's eyes from blue to red. Yeah. <laughs> it. No, I mean, well, I mean that, is, that is the ultimate case of someone sitting down in a meeting and going, Do you know what would be really cool? Yeah. You know what would be really cool? No one will see this coming. We're going to put a tracker on Leia's toy that she loves. It's so cool. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. sell loads so of toys. I, when, when she said she's put a tracker on Leia, or, or something like that. I thought it might have been during that end exchange where they was running on the platform. She might yes. have thrown something that we saw off camera or yeah. something like that. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If they'd have done that, I'd have gone okay. Yeah. Or what? What? Oh, I think it was a. It's probably an Avengers scene or something like where, or even from Rebels where they throw something and it sticks to the ship. So be one, isn't it? When he tracks some. Um, yes. yes uh, thank you. Like, and, um, Clone like, War in, in Attack yeah. of the Clothes. Yeah, and, and, we literally yeah, asked what you. we're going with. Yeah. yeah. If they'd have done that, I'd have been like, you know what? All right, all good. But yeah. then Lola, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. Now you're stretching yeah. it. You're you're clutching at straws here. Be- because that implies that <laughs> Reva knew she was going to get taken. That implies that she never expect. She always expected Leia to escape, and it's like, how will you expect the one of the most secure Empire facilities in the galaxy, in the same star system as Vader's castle, with no CCTV? Yeah, okay, with no CCTV, but covered in stormtroopers. That if you were ever going to storm the place, would take an army to storm you would think, you know what, this child is never getting out of this facility. And in fact, she'll probably never even get out of this facility in a body bag. She'll be fed to whatever's in the in the sea. Well, and, and on that, because I agree with you, to go back to the Reva fight with Darth Vader, Obi-Wan sent her to her death. He did. Yeah. He did. And I mean, that's... that's... 
that's, that's not the Jedi way, is it? But then, that, is, that what is, is really not yeah, and, and like, I, I, but I Reaver is sent her to death. She, he sent yeah. a youngling who poured her heart out and then he'd worked out, was hunting, said yeah. we'll do it together, and literally jumped on a ship and let her die. Yes, I'd agree with that. Like, come on, yeah. Re- at this point, though, Reaver is no longer a Jedi. She's become that which she hates. In fact, hate is she, she's fallen to the dark side. She would mm-hmm. never be redeemed. She's killed innocents. She's attacked people. She's used the the force uh, for evil. But there is conflict in her when he says about you know he did this to the, the wait, young children. Wait. There, there are lots of children in here. She's got the symbols bits. I think there is conflict is in her. There, you can see it as well when she's telling the story about how Vader left, basically was killing her friends. She even said that. But the redemption thing is interesting because don't forget, Kylo Ren did a hell of a lot worse and he got redeemed. True. So did Vader to some I, extent. I was going to say this, Dave. So actually, did Vader. We disagreed on this. I thought she would get redeemed. You thought she wouldn't. Yeah. And I think it's sort of halfway between both is what happens. Yes. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of quasi redemption. It's a really weird redemption. <laughs> that, 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 she's a that great Jedi. That might not end up as one because of what she might do next. It's really weird. Yeah. Really weird. And, and I mean, and that's, that, that's an interesting point. Where is the next episode going to go? Because it doesn't mean Luke's going to be in danger. Because obviously the end of the from episode her. was... From her. Yeah. She but knows like, who Owen is. That's oh, why the exposition of that first episode is awful. She just happened to pick out this guy so that yeah. she can go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. Out of all the people... All the people on Tatooine, <laughs> she knows that one Owen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no other Owens on that planet. <laughs> because she doesn't even know at that point that Obi-Wan was on the planet. Correct. So for her to draw the distinction that there's this recording thing talking about a boy, talking about Owen... They don't name the boy. They just say the boy and Owen and Tatooine. She's put two and two together. In fact, no, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's put she's put ah. one. She's put a thousand. She's put half a million and 300 together and come up with four. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, there is only one Owen on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> and the boy oh. must be important. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's just like... I, yeah. I said this. I, I said to, um, to Aileen is my wife. She's desperate to come on a podcast to talk about the storytelling bits of this. She's never lost interest in the series so quickly yeah. because she there is quite a lot of good TV around her at the moment, like mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Borgen. There's lots of good things going on at the minute, and sort of the quality of storytelling, the way the characters are set up, the yeah. dialogue could not be more a contrast of what we're seeing in Kenobi. It's so... I remember at the beginning, Dave, we, we had that conversation and said, always remember, whatever is the obvious answer yes. will be what happens. And sometimes we <laughs> overlook it because we think they're really smart. It but is like, too obvious. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like that can't be it, surely. No, no, that is it. That is it. Because, like, you know, when we were, like, talking about Rhea, we were like, oh, you were like, oh, yeah, well, we've seen her, so she's definitely a young limb. Yeah. Uh, she's a pad one. Um, there's going to be a redemption arc somewhere. She has to fight Vader. And uh, well, they didn't kill her, so uh, we need her to become bad again, probably, because we can't... Re- we need Ewan McGregor to fight again, but it can't be Darth Vader. So, aha! Yeah. 
a lightsaber shall not kill her. We'll put in this tiny message, which she understands, and, and off she goes. On, yeah, on her almost deathbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's she going to do if she finds Luke? Give him yeah. to Vader? Well, yes. uh, I mean, what's that's she it. She, 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 she can't find him because it just then will completely just make A New Hope null and void. Okay, but, so, so, but then why did we're, they... We're already, yeah. we're already in that territory. Why did they it's it's the, and then, but then, what yeah. is she going there for? It's the Mag- yeah. It's, that's that's the thing that I don't understand. hundred percent that she's if it's kill Vader, Vader doesn't trust her, so Vader thinks she's going to be dead. Arguably, what is then she going to be achieving by killing someone that's close to Obi Wan because Obi Wan betrayed her? It's, that's what I'm thinking. She's after now revenge. She yeah, wants revenge. Which then, to your point, Ali makes Obi Wan have to fight, get his lightsaber out, and then kick her into yeah. next Tuesday. Yeah, and we've we've also now weird. got this. Well, we've got we've got this problem now that in the end of Attack of the Clone, oh sorry, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, you had Obi Wan went into hiding. Okay, we can accept mm-hmm. that he then had twenty years living in the desert, hiding away whilst. M- monitoring Luke. I, we get that. Right. That's that's plausible. It, it, tenuous but plausible. That's mm-hmm. fine. You've then now uncovered the fact that ten years into this self-imposed exile, he's come out of exile. So he's gone from being low level, I no longer exist. Obi-Wan Kenobi is potentially now dead to the world. He disappeared with the death of Jedi. So now the Empire knows he's knocking about. Vader knows he's, he's knocking of about. The but he's, but yeah, uh, yeah, yes, okay. So the Empire knows he's about. Vader knows he's about. The, the fledgling rebellion knows he's about. They're going to mention him to other Jedi if they find other Jedi. So like Caitlin in five years' time. Yes. So he, he's he's no longer hidden in plain sight. He is he's a not. known entity. So you've and you've also now got in this episode he taught he went from being in the very beginning of this show it's not my problem my problem is looking after luke i'm not involved in why the galactic matters anymore he's finally taught into going forward to help bail organa for for uh leia okay fair enough potentially he could have his arm twisted into doing that he's now in this episode gone full on Right, I'm going to do what's good for the people here. I'm going to help everybody. So he's now becoming the Kenobi that we saw from the Clone Wars again. Yeah. So we've potentially. Well, yeah. But okay, so he's maybe a little bit more callous and a little bit, but then he's he's been callous to other Jedi as well and said, no, you need to you need to dis- disappear. I don't want to help you. I don't want to. The best thing you can do yeah, is go and hide true. your he lightsaber. Yeah, that's true. First episode, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't want to help Jedi. Then they were getting yeah. hung. But, yeah. but but that was that was because that was him looking to disappear and hide in plain sight Stay idea. Yeah. Whereas we've now got this reawakening of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. The 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 courage is coming back. The self uh, belief is coming back. The interest in galactic matters is coming back. So we now expected to believe that he's just going to go back to Tatooine and just disappear again. I, w- I would say though, I can't believe I'm defending this slightly. 
So in five years' time, he needs to be in a desert wandering around with a lightsaber in front of a fire to kill Darth Maul. He does. Yeah. He does. Well, we know he that. that. He has to be there. So that's... Yeah. I mean, it just... Well, then, and and there, then, is the, there is the other thing as well, which is there have been rumours that the ending has been changed slightly. And let's be honest, after the first episode was biggest ever Disney Plus rankings ever. Are we not sort of, sort of thinking that season two rumours real? I do. And, the, and that the other rematch. And, and like, this feels to me like rather than being what I think it was probably meant to be when it was first envisaged, which was a one series one off. It feels to me like it's two series now. Yeah. We're in that territory. Yeah. Um, and I think that does affect some of the already bad decisions to be even worse. Because, geez, whatever we're going to see in the second season is going to be really problematic. Well, well you, you, were, you were talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. potential of breaking um, Rebels by yeah. Obi-Wan not being in the desert. He needs to be back in the desert to, to confront. The bigger issue here is that sh- unless Obi-Wan discovers some way of mind-wiping Vader and the Empire, Ooh. they know that Bail Organa is complicit in mm. knowing where Obi-Wan is. Well, so to, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, so I could be wrong here. We've also got this situation where you've got the path which yeah. is sort of separate to yeah. the rebellion, yeah. which you've got Ahsoka as fulcrum. So you've now got these two things, and you're like, well, these two are going to match up at some point. One will become the other. No, so, the path the path is part of the rebellion, because the path actually gets mentioned in Rebels. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, so then yeah. you're like, so Ahsoka also knows everything. The path, yeah. About Kenobi. Well, yes, she, she would know that Kenobi survived this. No, he survived, because there's no way yeah. anyone involved in that path doesn't know Kenobi's alive now. Yeah. Well, unless something happens in the last episode where people believe Obi-Wan Kenobi is dead. Again. That's that's the only way they can salvage it, but then that goes against the second season. But you, you be, Yeah, but you've got, again, if you go to the OT, you've got Moff Tarkin, or Grand Moff Tarkin at that point, talking to Vader when Vader says... Obi-Wan, I can sense his presence. It's a presence I've not sensed for a long time. Mm. To which Grand Moff Tarkin says, nonsense, he must be dead he must by be now. dead by now, yeah. Which means they can't see, they can't imagine he has died in some form of accident, explosion, some way of masking his death in this season. Because if that's the case, Moff Tarkin's response would be, no, we all know he's dead. Yeah. But also, real-world sensibilities, I realise. You know the ship that they escaped on was a freighter? Mm-hmm. There's a load yeah. of starships up there. <laughs> there's a, there's <laughs> an Imperial-class Star Destroyer up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like... Yeah. I mean, I know they've escaped loads of times. I'm being a bit... I, I, I mean... That's happened at, a lot of times. But I always think it's because they jump to light speed so quickly that well, they get away. They can't oh, actually, we don't actually know what happens to that ship. We don't know what happens because so that's true. they the say that the hyperdrive... Sorry. Oh, say that again. No, it's, I was agreeing. Yeah, because like, the hyperdrive's not working and it say there's a Star Destroyer behind us. They're still in so, the system. Yeah, so like we don't actually oh, know... No. So Vader can oh, track no. him. Oh no, you're gonna get the last Jedi slow chase scene again. 
with a star <laughs> destroyer. With a Star Destroyer slowly bearing down on this single freighter and not sending out any TIE fighters to go and apprehend it. And Tarkin will turn around to Vader and say, I believe he's tooling with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding for hugs. Excellent <laughs> <laughs> <Dearie laughs> <me>. work, Dave. <laughs> well, I saw, I, saw a, um, uh, I saw a post, I think I shared it on that group chat, about how... Each episode has been mimicking yeah. the episodes of the the, the the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Um, and this is no different. You, you're in a base and, inv- and Darth Vader comes to invade it. And yeah. they escape on the shuttle. It's like, it could basically give you Empire Strikes Back to a certain extent. Um, but... Or The Last we... Jedi. Yeah, I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not. Let's not open that. God. Can of worms. Um, I can see that. It's, it's hard to believe so, that mistake again, though, isn't it? Each time so they make it worse. Yeah. So, Ali, at the start of this, you said we are going to start talking about the positives. Yeah. I yeah, enjoyed let's the first, do that. I really enjoyed the first half an hour because it was... It was... It, there was enough action in it to keep me from thinking about the implications. There was enough... Yeah intrigue there was enough once my lightsaber fights um but there was there was enough in it that i was like okay because you know the second you watch it and you see the flashback scene you're like oh what you mean ali was that there weren't many obvious plot holes in that part of the show and so you were happy on the bus yes that's what you're saying yes that that is true that is what i'm saying um i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it and then no, 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 positive. Stay positive. I'm trying to think of all the positive things, by the way, and I'm struggling. I knew them earlier. <laughs> but the, it, the positive things is that for half an hour, there were no obvious plot holes. That's the positive thing. So it actually became a Star Wars story that didn't conflict with anything else. That's what the positive was. And so all of a sudden, you overlook the smaller things like you were saying about the, the quality of the CGI and, and what have you. You overlook it because the, the, the story is working. Yeah. Do you it's, think, though, I know, I know it was, we, we said it in the first yeah. podcast, I honestly don't think they can, they've got enough good writers to no. write the amount no. of Star Wars that there is. I don't, I don't know why. Do I don't I... know why, and it really, really annoys me that. Yeah, me too. But I do think as well, like, some of Marvel is starting to suffer in the same way, though, now. So, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm hearing a transmission coming through. Wait a second. All the way from America. Justin, can you hear me? I can hear you, Ali. Hello, everybody. Hey, Justin's here. Okay, so I don't know how long we've got you for, but could you just give us a quick breakdown of what you thought of the last episode? We've gone through a bit of episode four, but uh, maybe just stick okay. to the most recent. <laughs> Wait, are we doing five? Yeah, go We're five. Doing five. Okay, so my theory on five is they're going to use the scene that I loved of Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting to justify the... <laughs> of. Sorry, pardon my French. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Vader and Anakin having seen each other before in New Hope. And they're going to use it with Obi-Wan's line where he said, until you learn this, you will be a Padawan. 
Yes. Unfortunately, yes. you've missed me and Dave having a huge argument about this already. <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody saw it too. And, and, and I was on your side, which you might not like. <laughs> no, I was. I was you on. You more and more on the same side. We see. We see. I. Well, okay. Well, my view is that the using that flashback as a as a means to show the fact that Vader hasn't moved forward. Vader is still impulsive, he's still um arrogant of his own ability, he's still aggressive. And so the the idea is that the the line from a new hope is when last we met I was but the learner, now I'm the, the I was the student, now I am the master. And the idea is that even though on a one on one fight Vader whooped um, Kenobi, the last time they faced off strategically Obi-Wan managed to outmaneuver him and managed to escape and so Obi-Wan is it, the flashbacks are being used just right. to, to reinforce that now that they've just met again, or almost met, Obi-Wan has managed to use his understanding, his knowledge of Anakin's aggression impetuousness rage inability to to think ahead to trip him up and so escape i'll tell you what happened there dave before justin cuts in you heard what you wanted to hear and i heard what i wanted to hear from there because all i heard was the expletive (laughs) (laughs) and i agree that it's a load of that word (laughs) yes yes it's a lot it's a lot of bantha poodoo Uh, so what else do you think about the episode you know, I, I like this one. This is like one of my favorite episodes in the series thus far, and it feels the most like I guess I feel like I thought it was gonna be, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, so you know, it was it was good. Like I said, you know, in other podcasts, and I'll say it again, it, this story would have been great just as some other Jedi saving for sensitive kids and traveling the galaxy and dealing with the Inquisitors. Yes. You know, I don't know yes. that I necessarily needed to know what Kenobi was doing between A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. But I do like, you know, and I also the and they may explain it in the next episode, but I also don't like the fact that they have zero explanation as to how the Grand Inquisitor survived. <laughs> no explanation that. whatsoever. He's just there. Yeah. He's just OK. And uh, we expected all of this. And well, it looks like a, a lightsaber to the stomach isn't deadly. However, a lightsaber potentially to the chest is. I mean, I know I know the Powines have what two stomachs, and that's what a lot of people online were kind of saying about the blow that she struck to him. So I I can accept that, but I just I still would like five seconds of of explanation. Reavers just survived this as well, no? Well, yeah, and I mean, she finds the communicator, and now she knows about the kids on Tatooine. So, like, I mean, what my question is is, does she now have a vendetta against Kenobi? So she's going to go there and try to cause harm to the to Luke. Justin, this is she... exactly where we were before you yes. jumped in at this question. Okay, so we're the all re- on the same page. Yeah, exactly, because we're confused as to she's got a tiny bit of information and she's kind she of... She does, but she it. remembers Owen. Yes. Have the Owens on Tatooine. Right. <laughs> the one and only Owen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked the story. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was cool to see, you know, the... the I like seeing how the rebellion works. I like the path. I like the ideas in this in this mm. story. I do. I think that it's it is showing something that a lot of people have cur- were curious how it maybe happened or maybe how that was structured before the rebellion was lo- a legit more legitimate organization. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, because oh, I was gonna say I, I'm I thought it was really good, and now now we've done that thing where we've spoken for an hour, and I've convinced myself it might just be awful. So, <laughs> <laughs> can you remind me why I thought it was so good? Like the music, I thought was better on this episode. I remember thinking that. I thought it was more Star Warsy. Yeah, I definitely feel like there were undertones more in this in the music in this one that 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 called back to you know the traditional um, or not traditional but the original trilogy you know especially yeah. when you know Reva's ship comes over and lands like there's there's some stuff in there that are very reminiscent of the Imperial March and I feel like there's an undertone of that I'm not great with music like my wife my wife's really good with music and she can spot all that stuff but yeah it's definitely it was a better week than last week where they. Tried to smuggle a child out under a coat. <laughs> Justin, you are so on what we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because that drove me crazy last week. My wife literally, during the episode, snapped her neck 90 degrees and was like, you're going to talk about this, right? And I was like, oh, 100%. <laughs> why, why do you think they chose that? Why? I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I can't. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. And no, so, yeah, and what else? I mean, we, we've we've spoken about the tomb scene. Like, what did you think about that? Kind of interesting plot device, but kind of leaves more questions and answers. Which yeah, like really if you have good. all these force users, and like, are they dead or are they just frozen in something like carbonite? <laughs> God, yes, we discussed that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm then, and if they're not dead, or even if they are dead, and they're like, you have genetic material. <laughs> For cloning Palpatine, right? <laughs> Am I hitting all the ticks? That Every single did? one of these. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you've been listening to our entire conversation so far, and you just decided that you know what? I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> okay. What else didn't you like about that episode? Because I thought it was definitely the worst one of the series. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was. Wicked cool when Vader straight just stopped that transport from taking off. Oh, sorry, yes. th this one, the last oh. one I enjoyed, episode four. Episode four. <laughs> so the parts in episode four I liked. I liked all the lightsaber combat stuff. Yeah. Um, I especially liked the part where he held the glass back and then let the water rush in. Yeah. I thought again, I thought it was very dark of Disney to have that singular shot of them on the other side of the door and the stormtroopers just floating there. Like that's, that's yeah. We've not dark. spoken about that, but question. Do you remember how he got into that that area? Yeah, he swam underneath the With thing the and through that like yeah. access hatch. <laughs> so I was like, swim out, shut the door. I know. He only Just has the one rebreather, right? Well, that's bad planning. You would have thought he'd take two, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely bad planning. There was. I feel like on episode four there was tons of Easter egg callbacks. Like I feel like. The thing they were torturing Leia in is the same thing they tortured Han in on yep. Cloud City. Uh, Obi-Wan has the rebreather they use in The Phantom Menace. Like So episode four was definitely a giant set of callbacks and Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Wrapped around a lame story. <laughs> so ridiculous. So your wife didn't enjoy it, I assume, if she said you're definitely going to talk about that. She she enjoys it, but she's not invested in, like, the content. I mean, she's a little invested in the continuity, but it is funny to watch her go, so, like, wait. She goes, when does this happen? She, like, legit asked me that. She goes, I don't understand. Like, she goes, 
when is this? And I so I had to like take her to the Disney one where it has like the history mm. out. And I was like, okay, so it's between this one and this one. <laughs> yeah. You see, that's that's why I think they're playing last and flu and last and loose, fast, fast and loose. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're playing fast and loose with canon because the majority of people who've got Disney Plus who are watching this are not necessarily as invested in the canon as we are. Yeah. And so from from the perspective of an adventure set in Star Wars with Kenobi, that was a light character um, that brings back lightsaber battles between him and Vader. I can see a lot of the reasons why they would go down the route of it, because it's not about. It's not about pleasing necessarily hardcore fans. It's about selling Disney Plus. And it's yeah. got all the bits in it that would sell Disney Plus. Yeah. So I do, I agree with you, Dave, but I I I disagree at the same time. Because I think you're absolutely right with what you're saying. But they know if there's one fandom that is <laughs> going to get angry. With Disney, if you muck around with timelines or continuity or plot or anything, I think they had a pretty bad experience with it a few years ago. And they've also got a hotel that's $5,000 for two nights that they're trying yeah. to sell to the said hardcore fans because the casual fan ain't paying that. No, I, I, I can understand that. And to be honest, I think... We've I think you're right. We, they don't care. We, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think, ugh, without going over old coals, it's the fan. The fandom as a whole is in slight mess mm. because there are a number of fans who rejected and rebelled at the sequel trilogy. Yes. There are a number of fans who enjoyed the sequel trilogy for different reasons. I wouldn't say anybody from from a from the fan perspective would say it's a fantastic story, but they did enjoy it. And there were a number casual fans tended to enjoy it more than let's say canon based fans. But you still had canon based fans who loved it. So we can't do a disservice to them and say that well they're not proper fans and what have you. But that's what happened. And there was a massive falling out within the fandom about what was good Star Wars and what isn't good Star Wars. And you're wrong and you're an idiot because you're wrong. And you're no, you're a bigger idiot because you're wrong. And then you had these people who then muscled in who probably weren't even fans, but saw a fight within the fandom where they could poke the coals and poke the finger and say, well, it's just wokeism. It's bringing in colored people for no reason whatsoever. It's bringing in this young woman that is a Mary Jane and she She's got no real ability, so why is she like this? And you've got people poking into that fandom and causing a lot of problems with the fandom, problems that are still existing even today. And it means that us as fans who potentially don't enjoy this, you will see backlash towards people who come out with comments like this that typically, I, I can quote them, oh, salty fanboy tears, oh, it's grow up, it's a kid's show, or it's it's not your Star Wars. And, and so that's the argument that's then put out for any form of dissension against maybe what Star Wars creates or Lucasfilm creates from a Star Wars perspective. So we're challenging legitimate points about canon, about poor storytelling. But because there's so many 
people still poking around in the messy bits of the fandom about picking picking fights about wokeism, picking fights with with the um, um, Ingram Moses Ingram because she's black, and so they're just picking a fight with the fact that she's a black person and she shouldn't have such a great a great character and she shouldn't be this this foil against. Obi-Wan Kenobi how dare they have a black woman coming in who is so important to the story so so that messes with the messaging that legitimate criticism of the story is and that's what I hate about the fandom at the moment I agree with that Justin I know we've only got you for a few Sorry. more minutes <laughs> so, so I wondered if you wanted to reply to that my 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 retort to that briefly would be that I felt like after the Mandalorian, some of those divides were being healed. Mm-hmm. But after the Book of Boba Fett and this Obi-Wan series, they're back. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why they've re... Well, I do know why they've reopened it, because the stories are rubbish. Yeah. And so and it's like, easier to yeah. attack us as fans who critique yeah. than like, to accept yeah. that they've made mistakes. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Justin? Um, yeah, we had kind of talked, we touched on this a little bit the last time. I mean, my general thing is, is like, I just don't understand how you can call yourself a fan of something. And yet, like, I mean, we talked about this. We, we have concerns and we have things that we don't like, but we don't tear down the people who made it. And we don't tear, we definitely don't tear down the actors and, and people who were cast in those things who have no control over, you know, the dialogue they're made to say, you know, they, they were hired for a job. And I think, like, I think you're right. I think that Star Wars hit uh, popularity in the pop culture sense to where now you've just got people who pay attention to it for the fact that they think that it's woke. And they're justicing, social justicing, trying, you know, trying to say that it's, you know, social justice people trying to force an agenda. And what I say to all those people who talk about wokeness is, is like, what is wrong with representation and what is wrong with giving everybody a voice? Like, if you are afraid of that, you have that much fear in you you really need to look inside yourself and examine what's wrong with you because it's not everybody else yeah i, I love the fact the that the woke is used as a as an insult and it's a case I know. Of, well i'm i'm awake to the fact that the social injustices whereas you're still asleep to that and yet right. you think that i'm the one that has that 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 should be feeling feeling damaged by you telling me i'm woke it's like good i'm awake i'm not sleepwalking yeah and on top of everything i mean the whole thing is a fantasy galaxy quit bringing bringing in your your domestic you know racism from the real world we don't want it we don't want it in star what about the green aliens i'll be on front street and say it i'll make the statement here and you know for everybody out there we don't want it we don't want you to come in here and, and and muddy up our beautiful thing but that, but that's the thing. Like, why can't, why can't they write good Star Wars anymore, Justin? Why, what? Good is such a relative term. You're never okay. going to get everybody. <laughs> but I can understand. I can understand the frustration with like their lack of care for continuity because Star Wars was one of the first real continuity-dependent stories out there. Yes. Well, they, used to, they had continuity directors. Steve Sansweet, the reason that Steve Sansweet is the person he is today was because he managed a lot of the continuity and made sure that the products that were being produced were consistent, that the continuity was maintained, that the, the storylines didn't diverge massively from what was established. 
and and that's always been part of this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I liked episode five much better than episode four. I I still have some some concerns, you know, that are continuity based, but I I can ultimately look past them and enjoy what I watched, you know, even if I didn't like certain parts of it. But with that, boys, I got to get going. Thanks for having me. Lovely to see you. So hang on, hang on. As Justin fades out, we're getting another incoming transmission from London. Alex is back. Hi, Alex. <laughs> that was a fantastic transition. Hold on. Um, you didn't hear the intro. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, 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 I look forward to editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'll ask you then. Some of the positives <laughs> for you, you, mate. I enjoyed the entire idea of... It, 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 this this episode in some ways felt a little bit like Rogue One. Yes, I thought exactly the same. Yeah, there was there was moments where I was like, actually, this is a nice callback to Rogue One. Yeah, I totally yes. agree. Yeah, the the desperateness of the rebels, um, the fact that they feel like they're small and insignificant in the in the face of the Empire, and the the dark caverns where they're plotting and trying to decide the best way to escape or the best way to strike a blow for for freedom and i there was a lot of that callback to rogue one for me and i I really enjoyed that really did enjoy that i'm i'm gonna go over positive in that i thoroughly enjoyed and we touched this at the start what i did anyway completely fanboying the moment vader grabbed the spaceship from out the sky i just like um and it 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 would kind of again maybe not for in a good way to a certain extent but the rise of Skywalker when we see Ray and Kylo Ren kind of fighting over the spaceship before obviously we see Ray destroy it with a false lightning um, but I just thought it kind of reminded me of that but better because it was just him on his own um, I mean ultimately he got played but still. Um, I found it. I found that scene in particular thoroughly enjoyable. Um, Vader being the, the absolute monster that he is, and then obviously then when it landed, he ripped it apart. Literally, um, <laughs> literally ripped it apart with the force. And uh, upon which I was like, "Man, if these pit- obviously I didn't see the bait and switch um, either." And at that point, when he started ripping the walls out, I was like, "He's going to kill these people." But then yeah. obviously they weren't in there. So, no. quick question on that though, because you mentioned the video games earlier. And I yeah. saw an article, I, I didn't I didn't read it, I only saw the headline, saying about the video game influence on this series mm-hmm. and how you know it's like it's 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 almost like you've got elements of video games running across it and the only thing you don't have is Cal Custis turning up. Because like there are lots of I mean, I yeah. actually think thinking back to it, and I could be wrong about this because you've played the games more than me. But on the layer scene we were discussing earlier about the robot fixing it, isn't that actually a device plot in the game that that robot shows you how to fix things by shining a light on it? Yeah. Um, BB, um, or oh, what's he called? Not BB-8. Wrong, no. wrong, wrong series. Um, I know you said D. I know, not you, I know what you mean. So, But yeah, isn't yeah. that an actual plot point that the robot or the droid yeah. shows you how to do it? So maybe that could be if we've been generous and thinking about a video game, that could be, it could be a reason. I know you kind of did touch on Alex a bit, but just because it's in the context of video games. Well, it, well I would just say one, one quick thing that did annoy me. 
that. I know, I know, I know. We're talking about the positivity, but this, this, but it's also something I've thought was really cool up until this point. Was the idea of the empire outside the the blast doors and using that massive cannon, which is something we've not seen. We've seen the e web, and we've seen all the way up to mobile artillery pieces, but we've yeah. not seen a static gun that's that scale. And it's there blasting at the door, which was great. But then Reva just walked up to it and managed to open it with a lightsaber. And it's just a case of why didn't she just do that to start off with? Why did we have the Empire knocking on the door with a massive cannon uh, when she could have just undone it with a lightsaber? I can answer this, Dave. It's because the writers didn't watch the prequels, <laughs> as we know. And because they didn't watch the prequels, they didn't realise that's happened many times before. <laughs> Blast all you say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, was it, it was Qui-Gon, wasn't it, when he sticks the lightsaber in the door yeah, and he melts yeah. it? It's like, well, both of them on. are doing it. They're doing it together, aren't they, initially? Yeah. yeah. No, that... No, I must admit, no, I think that the other positive for me was again the the, the the cyclical nature of star wars the fact that 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 droid say try to save yes. Was that right? yeah <clears throat> reminded me of k2 in yes. rogue one yes hang on, hang on. the droid <clears throat> take him up for the team <clears throat> dave Yes, I know. I'm waiting for this. I've been waiting for this all the way through this episode. And it's just to prove that Alex hasn't listened to the podcast. <clears throat> Dave? Yes? I apologise. <laughs> you yes. were right. And I was wrong. <laughs> okay, what have I missed? Oh. So, Ali had this theory that that um, loader droid was Quinlan Voss in disguise. Oh no, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or if it, or it might have been a um, trooper or someone. However, Dave. <laughs> however, there was an odd cinematography to that scene. Well, I don't know if you noticed that it goes into her hand and it looks like there's blood. I was trying to yes. see blood. Is it oil? And I was like, what are they trying to do with that scene? By the way, uh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm right. You you are right. Okay, I'm wrong. But like, why did they do that? He's like, losing lubricants. That's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have like, been like, is this, is, this, is this trying to be oil as blood? Is this, what, what's going on here? <laughs> well, droids are portrayed to be... Um, Humanised. Yeah. yeah, sentient and... And the, I might the, all the way through Star Wars, the droids yeah. have always had a particular yeah. um, humanity to them. Well, even even in this series, uh, is it the first episode where Leia is polite to the server droid and her yes. cousin's like, why are you nice to the droids? And she was like, because I'm nice or whatever it was. So there's always been that perception that the droids are an extension of the humanity within Star Wars to some extent. Have more, you have more humanity than the Empire does. Yeah, but apart from C three PO, I thought that yeah. was the most obvious bloke in a suit that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Actually, yeah. sorry. Talking about positives as well, I do think that some of the scenes do have a slightly more real world quality than what we've mm. seen in recent Star Wars because they're not using the oh, what's it called? Not is it called the There's void? The- yeah, the surround thing. What's yeah. it called, Alex? The thing in California. Vision, void. Yeah, it's, like it, 
Yeah, well, the void. The void was the computer game, wasn't it? That you could play at Disney World and Disneyland. So it's not the void, but it's the same similar technology in it with the screens and the, yeah, and the background and stuff like that. So, and I think, and I think yeah. the fact that they're not using that so much shows, and but but the yeah. San Andor's using it even less because obviously yeah. it was filmed over lot, in the UK. But, but that's, so yeah, a lot of Andor's on set and yeah, yeah, live sets as it were, rather than digital sets. Like, but I does that tie better. to Rogue One? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, I, I felt it better. It felt oh. much better. Okay, here's another question for you. Where did those lightsabers appear from? Thank you. Yes. I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. Unless they were from that path where Jedi turned up. I they just know. leave their lightsaber. Well, that's it. It's like, <laughs> pay a deposit. Off. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. Because unless they were... Well, they weren't even padded ones because they were full-size lightsabers. It's mm. like if they were fallen Jedi. Like in was it episode four or is it episode three of of this when they're in the Inquisitor's chamber by their chair? You've got all the lightsabers around the room of all the Jedi oh. that they've killed. Yeah. And I'm like, if they would have killed them, they would have nabbed the lightsabers and added it to their collection. So where the hell have these ones come from? Who knows? Because you see Obi-Wan kind of dust his hand over it, don't you, and pick one up. Yeah, when, and some ropes. And when he, when, when, yeah, well, yeah, he nicked someone's jacket. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Well, are these Jedi that have gone into hiding and so given up all their Jedi accoutrements? Mm-hmm. Tell you, if I was well, a he, Jedi in hiding, I, the last thing I'd give up is that accoutrement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite, yeah. But I mean, when you think at the start of the start of the first episode, Obi-Wan tells that other Jedi, go and put yeah. your lightsaber in the desert and hide into obscurity. So maybe yeah. that's that. Possibly. Yeah. Don't know. But yeah, another weird choice is just as, as the ex-Imperial officer is dying, because she's not necessarily dying. She's been shot in the gullet, but she's been in the gut, but she's been shot in the gut by something that cauterized the wound. So she's not going to bleed out from that wound. She yeah, could... if it had been a lightsaber, though, she would have been all right. So. Well, yeah, exactly. But if she potentially could die if something important has been damaged, but she's not going to die from bleeding out. So it's not going to be a slow death from bleeding out. So she's got a thermal detonator and she holds on to it. Why not just fling it at them? Why it's take herself out? Yeah. Just being a martyr. Do you mean at is. the beginning when they were in a easily attacking position when they were inside and they were out and you could have thrown it? Oh, well, you have... could have done it there, yeah. No, that, uh, too obvious, mate. Too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. No, I must admit that 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 beginning fight scene, I, I, start, I really enjoyed it until the bit yeah, where the, the troopers actually went in there and they were like this close and they were still missing. Yes. And I'm like... <laughs> I, Imperial, I Imperial stormtroopers. I nearly had me. Hmm. There was something not quite right about that scene, though. At the same time, with I don't know, it was Obi Wan's movements. There was something it, well, not quite. I don't know what it was that was kind of getting. Just, he's out of practice, isn't he? So yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. He did. He did take out a purse trooper, it which reminds... I thought was quite cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Although that that scene in particular did remind me of when you had the standoff in the. Um, End of the Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. It's very similar to that. It's season one. Yeah, and again, you had the big, the big gun, the way they did as well. You know. But that was, I think, that uh, was just an e-web though. It wasn't, it wasn't a cannon-sized one. It was like a just medium a really artillery. Gun. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what I did like. The um that oh, who's the guy who was kind of leading the the rebellion part of it, the, the main key guy. Yeah, I don't I know his name, been. but I know the the very American sounding man. Yeah, him. <laughs> he he basically had a crossbow like Chewie. Yes, Bowcaster. And I was like, I quite like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah that was William cool. noticed that as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that, that kind of got me was the bit. The exchange between Obi-Wan and Rhea, where she takes a gun out of the holster and there are like tally marks of every, every was it, is it every battle? That's Alex, what I'm going to assume. Just, just a question there. Did you say Rhea rather than Reva? Because I was like, until you said that, I had not thought about Ray Reva. I was like, oh, why, why? Sorry. You're talking about the Imperial officer there. Yeah, can't, what's, her, what's her name? Tol, begins with a T. Tola, Tola, whatever. Yeah, Taya. Something like that. Sorry, oh, yeah. The one that was it's in the Game of Thrones. Sound like Grey. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Nightmare. The, um, <laughs> the 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 late the woman who was in um, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, she had like tally marks inside her holster, and I thought that's a little bit, bit weird, but. But again, to her your point, Ali. I think you're meant to care about it, but you don't. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. well, there was slightly more emotional about her death than it was about the Landspeeder um, death Pilot. in the yeah Wait, in the previous. Can you one. imagine if they killed Bo Katan one day, what Dave would be like? <laughs> well, it might happen in the next season of The Mandalorian, mate. You know, no, don't don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> He'll give up. He will not watch Star Wars anymore if that happens. It's not. It's not. Uh, do you know what be even they more do that. for him? They won't do that to me. They won't if do it. it. <laughs> if it's Boba Fett that kills her, that's when it will be a con- conflict of interest. It's like, yeah, Boba Fett's back. Oh no, hold on a minute, he's not because he's killed one of my favourite characters. Sorry, <laughs> Obi Wan will turn up somehow. Ah, <laughs> continuous, well, not continuous. Yeah. It's only eight years after he died. Don't worry, he's still around. He didn't die. Yeah, he just disappeared. He's comes back. Nobody really say, nobody's dies. Ever dead. Nobody dies in Star Wars, um, yeah. apart from Qui Gon Jinn. He's the only man that's died and stayed dead. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And he's one of the most important Jedi in, in the whole history of Jedi. So with, with That's just it. We discussed this on one of the other podcasts, um, Ali and myself. It's a shame they've not brought Liam Neeson back as a Force ghost talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Still might. Well, One episode left. I think that will happen at the end. I think that will happen at the end of episode six because it will end on a cliffhanger that he's finally connected with him on the force, and everyone's going to be like, "What does this mean?" And then you have no idea what it means. Yeah, but, but Alex, you've not been on the podcast, I think, since you came up with what you thought episode four was going to be, which was a brilliant plot that they chose to completely ignore about his back to tank flashbacks being brought yeah, yep. to life. You know that. You see, I think you wrote a better episode. Than they've managed in the entire series in one text. Well, I think we we as a collective have probably written better Star Wars in our exchanges about what they should have done with the prequel. Uh, sorry, the sequel trilogy. Mm. Now we're starting to do it with this, and what they could have done with the book of Boba Fett as well. So I'm a bit like, come on, you know, bring bring us bring us in, you know, bring or, us or, into or the inner circle. Even I might I don't um, I'll I'll say this I don't think I'm worthy of writing star wars i don't think i am i i I think star wars is something that is yeah it's something i would aspire to but yeah i don't see myself as being 
in any way a storyteller that could do something like that. But what I do think is that Lucasfilm needs to get people who are actually fans of the story and understand yeah. the importance yeah. of what they're handling. Because they don't. I'm going to disagree with you again, though, there, because I think probably with some of the writers they have, because they must be good writers, if they had someone like you or an Alex or me to say to them, actually, that's complete rubbish, (laughs) it might help them. We might not be able to tell the stories, Dave. The devil on the shoulder. Down together. (laughs) We could could tell them what doesn't work. We can't tell you what works. We can't. Alex can. Alex can. The rest of us can't. But. But you know, we could we could definitely make what they've done so far better by just saying this don't make no sense. That we we should be their sounding board. This is our idea. This is what we want to do, and we just go, no, that's naff. That should never so, happen. There's so no Dave, way he'd do that. Do you exactly. think we should be a, I don't know, a story group perhaps? Anti-story group. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-story group. Yeah, like so all we'll these we'll podcasts we'll out there saying how great this is, and every time we get on, we're going to be positive. We're going to be positive. This is rubbish. This is useless. So, <laughs> see, see, that's the thing, right? That my my, I've got really, I've got mixed feelings with this season so far because, like, I enjoyed the first two episodes. Ish, yeah. Third and fourth one, I'm like, what on earth is going on? And then the fifth one, slight redemption, but. A bit like Reva. But ultimately, I don't I don't think this show is bad. No. No, it's I not. Uh, it but fe- it is good. I, I think it is yeah. bad. I, I'll I'll reiterate it feels like Star Wars. It's it's hitting the right notes, but it's doing it badly. Having Ewan McGregor in there as well helps. Hey, we've got Paul Bateman like in our tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad Star Wars because it is impacting on the originals, and that's why it's yeah, bad. Yeah. It's not you cannot be a good series if it's making you doubt in a negative way the source material. Yes, and so, so that makes it bad for me. That's okay. Here's here's a here's a here's a conundrum for you then, Ali. Yep. If if you had not seen, yep. and I know this is a stretch. If you'd never seen any Star Wars ever, yeah. and your first yeah. introduction was yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi series, yeah, would you or would you not like it? Okay, now, I so know that's really interesting. I, my, I, I know where you're going with because I posed a slightly different question: was was, like, was that if it was a Star Wars series that didn't have Kenobi, would I like it more? Yes, I think I would. I think Kenobi right. is a problem in this. Mm. However. If my introduction to Darth Vader was this version of him that lets everyone go, I'm not so sure I'd have the same view of him as, see, as I do. See, yeah, see, this is where I'm conflicted with him because the the first half an hour of episode three, where he basically ruins a village, he drags people out, he breaks their neck, he is an absolute menace. Mm-hmm. Is that episode three? Yeah, yeah it's episode three. three. That is three. Thank you. It is three. That that for me is peak Vader because it shows how absolute villainous, mean, yeah. evil, any other synonym you can have for that particular phrase. That in itself shows me how bad he could be as a villain and how you know villainous he really is. But then to your point, Ali, he 
doesn't kill Obi-Wan the way he easily could have done, clearly. He lets Reva go twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Vader would have just snapped her neck first time. But the problem is, Alex, we can now definitely say that the Vader you and I have imagined, and Dave, well, it's an Vader. Because you know when you have the argument with Dave about canon versus not canon? This is now canon. This is Vader. We have to accept Vader was a compassionate chap. Well, I we wouldn't go to. that it's now far. Canon. It's now canon. No, I wouldn't go that far. Well, then because... why didn't he kill her twice? Why did he let Obi-Wan go when he didn't have to? No, I, I'm not, not disagreeing with that. So, like, I, I, that's what I mean. What they are damaging these characters from, like, a ridiculous point of view. Well, you, but you've got the issue at the end of episode three where Vader stood on the other side of the fire. Yeah, and exactly. he could have just put the fire out again. He could have lifted mm. the robot up with force and just dragged the robot across, including just, Kenobi. We've just seen an episode where he's basically ripped a ship. Starship. <laughs> he's brought it down from the sky where it's it trying to fly away. Now, that in itself, again, is excellent Vader. Yeah. But there are elements to it where I'm a bit like, Come on. Our headcanon Vader is not the Vader that existed, according to Lucasfilm. Well, I'm... He's patchy. But then, yeah, and then you see Vader in the end of Rogue One. But, but, this, is, but this is the problem. It's not necessarily that Vader's not meeting our... Expectations? Yeah, expectations, yes. It's the fact that throughout one one series, it's not even looking at what he is in the in the OT, looking at what he is in Rogue He's One. Looking at, yeah. it, even within the series, he, he he is different. You've you've got one minute where he is bludgeoning um, Kenobi, and you could possibly argue the fact that at that point he's toying with Kenobi, which is why he's he's just he's he's not really looking to disarm Kenobi. He's not looking to he is just literally like a cat with a mouse he then drags kenobi through coals and starts to torture him you think this is the vader this is the vader that that i would imagine him to be and then you then have him allowing kenobi to escape through the through the the pathetic reason that he didn't walk through the flames or he couldn't have extinguished the flames and he couldn't have just dragged the robot back but then two episodes later he pulls a freighter out of the sky that's accelerating away from him with five rockets on the back of it okay do you do you think a problem is similar to the boba fett problem of the prequels which is they're demystifying this character the character which we kind of accept him as has the original they they are changing because we're finding out more about him but it's that doesn't bother me it's consistency it's consistency which is what we're saying it's consistency we we are saying that the issues we've got with this show at the moment is that it's inconsistent with the ot Exactly, but if they left him alone, we're not having but, this chat. Well, yeah, true, true. If he'd never been in it, then that that's what I mean. By issue. putting him in this, yeah. you want, whatever you do, if, yeah. if you make him the hardest, most ruthless person, which we kind of, I think, most of us thought he was, if you put him in that person throughout this, then it just confirms that head canon. But yeah. you're still demystifying the character in some way. You're just, you're just uh, okay. confirming it. 
Um, yeah, but what they're, they're I, doing is they're contradicting it. That that doesn't bother me too much because I read the comic books with like Vader, and Vader down, and yeah. the Doctor Afra. You see Vader as callous, sadistic, takes pleasure in hurting other people. All of that, I'm happy with, and oh. having that mm. as as explaining who and what he is. The issue that I'm seeing in this show is the inconsistency between episodes. One minute yeah. he's so badass he can drag a ship out of the sky. Next minute he can't lift a robot across a fire to capture Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like, what is he? Is is he ultra uber force? crushingly powerful or is he just this wimpy kid who can't actually put out a fire it's a difficult one because there are say without leaning on marvel but i will it's the hulk conundrum where the hulk is one of the most strongest physically impressive members of the avengers and arguably nobody is stronger than the hulk But if they put him in there in his purest comic book form, there's no point in having anyone else, to a certain extent. The the difference there is that Marvel have been very clear that the MCU is not necessarily the comic books that you see the Hulk See, in and the Avengers yeah. in. No, Whereas yeah. what, what we're seeing in Lucasfilm is Lucasfilm have been adamant that the comic books, such as Vader Down, um, and the Doctor Aphra are all canon. That is mm-hmm. Vader. And, and it, But then even if you was to discount the comic books and just look at this TV show, you've got the inconsistency of Vader within the series. We're between two yeah. episodes. You've got Vader the monster incredibly powerful the potentially the most powerful force user imaginable and yeah. vader who can't cross a little bit of flames to get to anakin to, so, to, to kenobi do okay here's a question then the writing of vader to your point david i agree with you 100 it's it's different from episode to episode and we know the series is written by one guy yes right <laughs> so there's no excuse in that respect do you think they have done that intentionally or just lazy writing? Lazy writing. Ali? Yeah, I, I might be wrong, but I thought there might have been a second writer on this episode and the sixth one as well. I so, might be wrong, but I think I read that somewhere. I mean, either way, it's still the main guy. No, no, I agree, I agree with you, but I mean, it, episode, it just means that there's more chatter yeah. in the room. But I think, I think it's poor. And then that's... I'm not. I'm not going to change from this view anymore. That that there is not enough good people who can write about Star Wars to justify the amount of content on Disney Plus, in my view. And Star Wars belongs in the cinema, not on the small screen. And I watched Top Gun for the second time on Monday night, and I watched people coming out high fiving, saying, "What a great film! The best thing." And that's what cinema does to you, and it cannot possibly happen on a Disney Plus show. And that's what Kenobi should be doing to us, and it's not. And it doesn't, because it's in the wrong format, it's in the wrong place, and they've written a bad story. I Put it on the cinema, it'll still be a extent. bad story. Yeah. Well, it might be, but but if you, if you instead of giving it, a, I don't know, say if it's got 5 million an episode right now, 10 million, whatever, triple that budget, buys you more writers more people to quiz things, more people to do it. It's like, 
and if you give them a few years, you should be able to write it rather than this churn of stories that's coming out all the time. Yeah, yeah. They cannot. Yeah. They can't keep the canon going because there's so much canon being created every two minutes. I, 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 yeah, I see where you're going with that. I would argue though that it's not that they can't find good writers of Star Wars. I think it's the fact that they're not choosing good writers of Star Wars and particularly good screenwriters of Star Wars, because you're still getting good stories either in the comic books or in the novels. There are still good stories that are being written and there have been good stories that were written during the, 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 the time before Disney. There were bad stories written mm. during that period as well, but there were a number of good stories. So it's the, it's the not story, hard the to find the story in the prequel is writers. not very good either. Let's be brutally honest. The story in the scripting in the prequel trilogy sucks. But that's... I, I think I think the prequel trilogy storytelling is it was way ahead of its time. It was just a very different audience. It was badly only... written. I don't think I, I don't I don't think it, it was, was badly I think the dialogue's badly written. I don't think the plot yeah. line is. Yeah, the, I, mean, the, I think the overall story was good. And it all it did hang together. It was the fact that George Lucas attempted too many hats. Yeah, the dialogue I, is not great. Yeah, I mean the the thing that the thing that it, the, I'm going to maintain this as well. So it kind of I'm, I, it's my hill. I'm going to die on that. But if it's done well, doesn't matter how you work. Well, kind of again, it does matter. And Justin and I had a similar conversation when we did our show about the first two episodes, right? There are there are things that Star Wars should do and do it well, and there are things in this that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and if you'd have put this as a movie to our kind of earlier surmising, if this was a two-hour film, yeah, some of the filler would have been taken out. Yeah, it would. The budget would have been better. Would it have yeah. been better in the screen? Yeah, it probably would have done. But I have enjoyed other Disney Plus Star Wars like Mando and Book of Boba Fett. So it's it's hit and miss. But same as Marvel. There are things that Marvel do well on the small screen. Yeah. Not on the big screen. But ultimately if I'm seeing an Avengers film, I want to go to the cinema, right? That's what I mean. Like like okay, so I know so I, I, in hindsight, I, I know you'll disagree with you. I think Solo's a pretty mediocre film. But we watched it together, Alex, and coming out of that, we were super buzzing for it. Yeah. And it's I not the best. It. And in hindsight, I don't think it is the best film. But that feeling you get of watching a Star Wars film in the cinema. Last Jedi didn't do that. No, that's what no. I mean. You can get, you can, you can get bad Star Wars. I'm saying you that, can get it. Yeah. But I think... I was visually confused walking out of the cinema at the end of that. I was like, what on earth? I just watched, but anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing, right? Like, the the, the first re- written review that we did as a collective about The Last Jedi was you, Ali, and saying how good it was. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Until yeah. you ended up picking it apart with but us and then you realised the it was terrible. <laughs> okay, but the problem with that is, is now I don't enjoy any Star Wars because I apply that same logic to all of it. <laughs> If I if I if I could be that that guy who didn't nitpick and everything, I'd probably enjoy Star Wars a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm they're, they're, I was able to go with that, and and you guys quite rightly explained to me why where I was getting that wrong. And ever you, since, I've been able to do it on well, basically everything. <laughs> well, all right, all right. Go go back and watch the original trilogy and see what happens. I can't because 
so I, I discussed this with Dave offline. Some of the sequel trilogy has fundamentally ruined that trilogy for me. That I I don't particularly want to go back and watch it. I would normally have watched that two or three times by now, by June. I I haven't watched it for a, over a year and a half. I don't. It's lost. Yeah. I think the sequel trilogy and now what they are. And this is the problem, again with some of this. They are ruining some of those films because the implications. It doesn't matter. Like I say, yeah. like Luke's sacrifice. Sorry, not Luke's. Darth Vader sacrifice didn't matter. No. His redemption art didn't matter. Didn't matter. And and so, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and the problem is, is like you start the original trilogy, and so the the OT. Who does it belong to? Luke's trilogy. You add prequels, and all of a sudden it becomes Vader's trilogy. I mean, sorry, yeah. six six. Then you add in the last three episodes, and you're like, well, actually, it wasn't about Vader; it was about the Emperor all along. It's the Palpatine. Tr- so it should saga. never. It should never be called the Skywalker saga. The Palpatine saga. It and is, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's every Palpatine time you along. add to some of this, you have to be. It's why we've all agreed. High Republic should have been set thousand years beforehand, and they should have gone there. Should not yeah. be touching this. But the problem is, is that when you do it. It gets the most views because everyone secretly wants to see what happened to Obi Wan, and they want to see you and McGregor. Yeah. We're all part it's, of that. You know, it's the cash. It's a cash We're all part of that. The OT, no, the, see, anything that, anything that links into the OT and the PT now is a cash cow. Yeah, it is. If 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 if, if, if Lucasfilm would have turned around and said to me, "We're not doing an Obi Wan Kenobi film," because all he does, he just sits in a little hut in Tatooine. And does bugger all <laughs> apart from looking after Luke to make sure he's alright. I'm, I, I personally, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it was positioned at the start exactly. of the OT. Leave that's it the way it ended at the end of the prequel trilogy. I'm good. Yeah. Leave it alone. Me Do too. Maybe, touch. maybe some adventures with the Sam people because he can learn how to speak. Something. Uh, well, that. not even that. I don't. I just let him let him be a curmudgeon. Stay in, stay in your heart. Do your own thing. But if you're going to give me a Star, a Star Wars story, at least make it so out of that time zone yeah. that there is no impact on who, like Luke Skywalker's great great grandson. Yeah. Give me that. I don't like if you want to keep it within Skywalker. Give me that. I don't care if he's a Jedi that is the most powerful Jedi in the world. Amazing. Great. You you so, just remind that, me, yeah you just so remind me of point, something else now. Oh, you're gonna. You might be about the same thing. Then. The whole point of Rise of Skywalker was to kill the Skywalkers off, right? Well, no, because it's not. Wouldn't be called the Rise. It's the of end Skywalker. of the Skywalkers, right? It was the end. That It'd was the their opinion. There'll be no more Skywalker trilogies. It's the end. No yes. more Skywalker. Yeah. Look at what they've done since then. Literally brought Luke back. Last time we the Skywalker. Now we've got Leia and Luke running around. Like a few years ago, they were like, "End the Skywalkers. We're gonna go somewhere else." Now they are well into that Skywalkers. It's cash cow. Anything. And I think that was the intention at that point, by the way. I, I, I genuinely believe it was. And the film was just so bad that they realised, oh, God, what are we going to do now? Yeah. I, I think that did happen. Yeah. And, I, and I understand the reasons behind that as well. I really do. But, yeah. but they were going to stop it. That was what they kept saying. This is the end of the Skywalkers. Yes. So... With that being said, we have spent almost two hours <laughs> dissecting two episodes of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Wait, an hour collectively, 
Well, collectively, they're 40 minutes an episode. So we have gone longer talking about them than watching them, which isn't a surprise. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest. It's not a surprise. Yeah. So... I'm, another thing, yeah, another thing I've just just realised now. So you've got Obi Wan who, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he went to Tatooine. It looks like he became a butcher, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a space whale. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. But <laughs> he's got around a living to eat, right? That's yeah. Exactly. I know. I get that. I get that, and I'm prepared to accept Don't that. Don't kill animals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he lives in a cave. Yes. But he's but he wasn't a hermit at that point because he still interacted with the Jawas. Um, uh, yeah, and possibly Mos Eisley because he would go there. That's where his Cadu would be um, mm-hmm. left and what have you. Yopi. Oh, that's it. Thank you. Um, so he does. He do. He isn't a hermit at this point. No. But he lives in a cave, whereas. He comes back from these little adventures. Let's say there isn't a second season. It's just this one season. And he lives in a cottage. But now he is a real hermit. He's retired. That's what happens when you retire. You go and live in a country, a house in the countryside, don't you? Uh, That's how it works. So So he's upgraded. So he's a hermit with a cabin as opposed to a a normal working um, member of society living in a cave. He got a bad back after Darth Vader smashed him around. Possibly, he needed a bed. He yeah. needs a long. He needs more more back to. Um, That's right. Anyway, sorry. Well, he needs less back to. He's got to age quite a bit in the next ten years. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then again, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't really affect Boba Fett, did it? At that point, but still. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. So actually, we're going to go with final thoughts. But before that, each of you, what? What do you want to happen? Stroke, what, what do you think is going to happen in the last episode? Go. Ali, you first. I literally don't know. Like, I, 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 anything I say will disappoint me because it will be better than what happens. Um, Fill on my theory for the other episode, right? Exactly. Like, I, I mean, it's so obvious. There, okay, so there was a confrontation on Tatooine, assuming Darth Vader doesn't track him there why he wouldn't so we're looking at the end of the anakin obi-wan storyline maybe hopefully so that the mm. rewind could play out there's also we've got to get leia back somehow to uh to order on um we've got the oregon we've got the bell oregon of fred still out there um we've got this new resistance out there it's just messy alex like i don't see how they can conclude everything satisfactorily so i'd rather not kind of what what my final thought this would be is that i'm pretty sure okay this is really i don't know how to explain this i'm only still watching this because it's kenobi right because it's been done so bad but at the same time if you took kenobi out of it i think it would be an all right series so that makes absolutely no sense i get that but it's a bad storyline for me I'm not particularly enjoying it. But because it's Kenobi, I'm going to keep watching it to the end in a way that the Bad Batch, I couldn't. I just couldn't. You've only got one more episode, to be fair, mate. So you're fine. I know, but you know what I mean? I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of hopeful that there's something good will happen. But I don't think it will. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm waiting for the tears to start streaming with Daniel eyes, mate, after saying that. It's quite emotional. A bit like, a bit like when uh, Reaver and Obi-Wan had that heart-to-heart through the uh, metal door before she said he stabbed him with the lightsaber. Yeah, I quite like that, though, because I was like, oh, that's like in Rise mm. of Resistance. I must admit, I... I like the fact that the, the ride, Dave, in Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that, and I think the the good thing with that is that it showed her human side rather than just murderous inquisitor side, which I I, I thought that was actually quite cool. But anyway, I don't um, want to see human sides on these inquisitors and Sith Snow. I want them to be cold-hearted killers. I don't, you know, she's again, she's that woman who was chopping off hands randomly in the first episode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Dave. I just think they try and be too clever all the time, you know. Like, I think someone sat down and goes, "If Obi Wan says you're not bringing me to him, I'm bringing him to you." That is genius, but it's it's the same thing. <laughs> it, 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 it's a plot device. It's the exact same thing. Like on paper, I'm sure that looks great, but I'm just like, well, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. What are you trying to prove in that? Yeah, because he wants yeah. Obi Wan. He literally wants him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I literally go through every emotion in this series, from hardcore anger to crying that I wish it was better. To oh, actually, it's quite good. Some of that stuff. I, I can't <laughs> describe it. Cannot describe it. Just wish I cared less. Yeah, but you're a fan, mate, so you're gonna care. That's the that's the problem. That is it. That is the, exactly what the it, problem is. Expect the worst, but hope for the best. Yeah. And get given the worst. <laughs> or somewhere in between. Yeah. Go on, then, Dave. Final thoughts from you, mate, and then hopes and dreams for the next episode. Um, I'm I'm with Ali in that somehow we have to tie up quite a few threads leia has to be back with bail organa the ship that they're on doesn't have a hyperdrive so how are they going to get away from a star destroyer um i think if if that had not been an issue then you could walk away and not see vader in this season again it's a case of he's missed his opportunity to get obi-wan obi-wan now disappears back into the galaxy however if if vader had any sense whatsoever he'd now be looking at bail organa and have him stretched out on a rack um you i think reaver is going to try and get some form of revenge for Kenobi for for betraying her because I think that, that the bitterness and the anger that she's now feeling is now being directed to Kenobi I think and you could end up with a with a, tw- a twin sons moment again as in Rebels where Obi-Wan is forced to dispatch a dark user who comes for a battle a battle um so I think that is potentially going to happen um, I, I, I don't the biggest flaw at the moment that I don't see how they can fix is Leia knowing who Kenobi is and the fact that the Empire knows that Bail Organa has some way of contacting Kenobi and I don't know how you can reconcile that I'm, I'm content enough to believe 
that the line when last we met, I was I was a student. I, I'm content enough to say that they have managed to to respond to that. But the the entire bail organa thread and layer, yes. I don't know. I don't know how you can short short of somehow Kenobi wiping Vader's mind. Well, that that was going to be my thought about Leia is that maybe he does some sort of mind wipe on Leia to say that you don't need that I'm not the Obi Wan Kenobi you're looking for, um, <laughs> you know, or, or yeah. worse to that effect. Yeah. And yet she calls her kid Ben. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, my thought, final thoughts and hopes and dreams, expectations and delusions for next week are. Yeah, Dave, you kind of articulated it for the most part, I think. Um, the one thing that I'm eager to see, or not see as the case may be, I don't want Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi to match up again. It technically would be the third time. <laughs> Once was enough. I didn't need it a second time. However, if the second time, i.e. this last episode, was how it was done, before the battle when he mashed up his arm and dragged him through the fire... If that hadn't have happened and it would have been shown how it was today, I might have gone, you've done it all right. It's a smart way of doing it yeah. to a certain extent, from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to see Vader again. And if I do see Vader again, it's got to be him actually finishing off Reva to some level, just like end it, like chop her head off. Um, she won't come back from that. Well, then again, who knows, maybe she will. Um, but... Spider droid. Yeah, head, legs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why am I getting visions of Toy Story after saying that? <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, so um, there's got to be there's got to be the end of an arc for Reva. She can't survive after everything that's happened. But okay, I agree with you, Alex. I do, right? But. Why did Vader make her Grand Inquisitor when he knew the Grand Inquisitor was alive and presumably she'd stabbed him? And it was all part of that. And and so you'd think that was because Vader could see into the future and could see things. Like, well, well, he must have known the the Inquisitor must have told him at that point that she'd attempted to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he let that play out because. Because the Sith like conflict and they like aggression, and yeah. he's enjoying his minions ripping each other to pieces for his. One, I thought of another positive. Sorry, final, final thought, final positive. I really enjoyed the way he was deflecting the lightsaber with the Force. Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed that, um, and the way he was basically just taking the mickey out of her it was time taking her. A, yeah. yeah the way he just snatched off of her the the lightsaber he actually stood i don't know if you picked this up when he had the two lightsabers separately his stance was the same as ahsoka uh. yeah th- that was a nice little nod um to that as well but then i thought obviously you did a count Dooku. Uh, uh, yeah a, a question i've got about that Again, <laughs> yeah. every positive. There's another side. Um, so v- Vader had the. It's two... a bit like the Matrix. Every what is it? Every um... action has a reaction. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've got Vader with two lightsabers. Oh, and Vader is holding the two halves of the lightsaber. 
Mm -hmm. You then see after he stabbed her with her own lightsaber, she crawls across the ground and picks up off. the whole one. That was a whole lightsaber again because it was the full circle. Oh, well, maybe he puts it back together for her and then throws it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that stiff teleportation device again, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been one half of a lightsaber, but she picks up a full one. Gee, I didn't notice that. I thought it was just the half of it. But yeah, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, yeah. So but, it's you, like, you know, why? it's the same with... Why? Like, Continuity. Edit- yeah, editing and, you know. And with that, we are the Jedi Council. Thank you for listening to us for the last two hours and ten minutes or so, give or take. Um if you've lasted this long, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, we have a lot to say. And I'm looking forward to doing this again for the last episode, which is obviously the next week. Um, and where can you find us? Find us online, www.d-jedi-council.com is our website where you can find everything about us. You can find all of our podcasts are linked through to there, but if not, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Amazon Music, you've got Player.fm, Podbean, Apple, iPod, Podcast, App, Jingy, Google Play. We're all on there as well. You can find us in everywhere. Um, on the socials, we are on Twitter, at the Jedi underscore council. Facebook is uh, at TJC underscore the Jedi underscore council. Instagram is uh, the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. We have a YouTube channel, which we don't post to very often, but we do have a couple of videos on there that are still getting watched, funnily enough, um, uh, which is good. And again, the Jedi council is where you can find us. Have I missed anything, gents? It's been a while since I've done that. I think you covered everything better than either of us could do. Ironically, we aren't on TikTok. Although I got told recently that we probably should do because it's a great way to engage. Who knew? I feel we're a bit old for that. Well, I said that before and Justin corrected me very slightly and I was a bit like, all right, okay. All right, which one of you are going to do some fantastic dance moves to change your Jedi robes? Justin (laughs) can. It's his idea. Yeah, Um, I think, no thank you. I could do it in my helmet. A euphemism. I can't uh, resist. I'm, end the, I'm ending the <laughs> podcast there now, gents. Made a you let Dave you. get his helmet out if he wants to. <laughs> it's nice and it's shiny. Quick. Hit stop. Hit stop. <laughs> He's got five of them. I <laughs> uh, made a force with you. Always. Remember, the force will be with you. Always.